Howdy, This After Dark listeners. Toy Story Land is opening up at Hollywood Studios on June 30th. Book now for some great summer deals and to see what's new. Take a ride on the Slinky Dog Dash coaster, ride the alien swirling saucers with the kiddos, enjoy a new third track on Toy Story Mania, and grab a bite to eat at Woody's Lunchbox. Remember, if you book with me, I'll take care of your dining reservations, fast passes, and create a personalized itinerary just for you and your family. Mention this ad to get $25 off your deposit. Reduce stress by letting me do the planning for you. I make the plans, you make the memories. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com and on social media at WPMagicJourneys. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. summer to Disaster Dark. Um, I'm still Nick and I'm joined by nearly every important member of the podcast. I say important because there are a couple that aren't here at the moment but you know we'll get around to that. So uh, I'm going to start off over in that direction and we have Amanda. Hi, hello, happy September. Happy, oh have we got a name for September? Seppy Sep. Seppy Sep, I like it. Um, welcome, Amanda. And next to Amanda, we have the man, the legend that is Mr. D. Hello again. Hope you had a nice summer. Ah, we will discuss that in a little bit in more detail, I think. Um, and then from one pool to another, P. Dulles for Washington. Excellent. Love that introduction. <laughs> And, yeah. uh, it's because man. you didn't call him by his right name. Yeah. I do reckon it was because I didn't yeah. say P Dabs. That is why. Yeah, but I mean, I thought that was just a universal after dark thing. No, it carries on. It carries on. Okay, fair enough. And last but certainly by no means least, my scouse brother, Mr. Craig. From another mother. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark. Mommy I mean, that shark. has summed up my summer because that song has been stuck in my head all freaking summer. Oh really? 
I'm oh, sharing okay. it with the podcasting world. I only, <laughs> I only heard it for the first time a few days ago because I've been deliberately avoiding it. And then I was in the bathroom and I was getting my daughter ready and I started singing it. And then I stopped. Sorry, what's it from? Sorry to be ignorant. No, it's not. It's not from. It's, no, it's not ignorant. It's just old. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's even old, is it? It's just yeah. one of those. It's, you know, like sometimes you get these songs um, that just appear out of nowhere um, mm-hmm. and just kind of integrate into like internet history. It's one of those. It's just one of those annoying earworms that it's probably like kids have found it on YouTube or something. But it's become like its own little phenomena. Um, do, and it's really do, annoying, the phenomenon. But do, I started do, singing do. to my daughter, and she carried on. I was like, "Oh my god, she knows it as well." And like they'd been singing it in school, but for some, for whatever reason, she never sang it at home. So I just thought, "Oh, I'm being cool, Dad here. I'm singing stuff, little like kids' songs that she she knows nothing about, but she did." So that that told me, and then my wife got very my wife got very angry because I obviously uh, brought it into the house, so. That that was that was a nice Saturday afternoon, um, but we've been away on our summer jollies, so uh, I thought the best way of starting this show was just kind of um, going around and finding out what everyone had done. But of course, before we even ask that question, I've got to ask another question, which is, what is everybody drinking? So I'm going to do it in the same order that I started with. So with Amanda, Bud Light, Dilly Dilly, Bud Light. Very I mean, good. I'm having a diet version because I do go on holiday in like three weeks. Well, and the plan was to not drink. And as soon as I can't do that because I have no willpower, I'm keeping it light. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. No carbodos before Orlando's. That is, I mean, yeah. That, that. that is just really, really crap by me. And I should edit it, but I won't because I'm just too lazy. Um, Mr. D. Okay, so I've got, it was, I had a birthday recently, and for my birthday, um, I've been dabbling with gin, mm. so I got some, I got a gin kit for my birthday, so I've got a pit, proper gin glass, and it says, it's always gin o'clock, and I've got some whitely neal rhubarb and ginger, can you hear that? Oh, I gin. can. Mm. And then I've also got some Ledger's tonic. It's like listening to James Bond, this. I know. Sean Connery, James Bond, obviously. Yeah, except he doesn't have a problem with the bottle opener. That is true. Which is, which is shit. Ah, there we go. Oh, Got it. A shit, my smarty penny. It's oh, lovely. Gin, gin is the thing now. I've been, drinking, the... I've been drinking gin for about, uh, about three or four years. I think I was introduced to it. I'd always been told it's mother's ruin, it's horrible stuff. Um, but you can get some really, really nice gins. And I had um, one the other week, which I really didn't want to try, but it was forced upon me, which was uh, Palma Violet flavour. Now, mm. I hate Palma Violets, so that's why I was so uh, so against trying this gin. But I've got to say, it was pretty damn nice, actually. Um, which just goes to prove that any gin's a good gin. Oh, pretty much. Rhubarb and ginger. Um it's like sort of alcoholic cough medicine. Nice. nice. That's not necessarily a bad thing. No. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's but it's it's most certainly a thing. Mm. Uh, I believe P Dabs is back on. I am. There he is. You missed your introduction. It was, it was brilliant. I know. I oh. couldn't believe it. I know. As soon as it went down, I was like, right, 
Straight away, I was cr- and I'm gone. I was crying and everything. It was that emotional. <laughs> was it like I was dead? Yeah. Because that wouldn't I'm... be the first time. What, you've been dead? Well, yeah. Craig thought I was dead on an episode of Strike not long ago. <laughs> well, that got really dark really quick. <laughs> there's, been, there's been episodes where he thought that Mr. Ripley might have died during the episode, but he just disappeared. He so, gets abducted by aliens regularly. Like, I know. Wow. That's what it is. It's aliens, is it? Okay. It is, yeah. All right. I thought it was always on a full moon when he disappeared, though. I'm just saying. I mean, he just wants people to kind of think that because he doesn't want to think he's too weird. But the truth is, like, it's aliens. I'm just going to say it. I hope he is an alien because that would be boss. He is an alien. You know what aliens like, do when they get you? Keep that between like us, though. Don't tell anybody that he's an alien. Yeah, do you think he takes his skin off when he gets in the house? What, hangs well, it on a hook and says, hi, honey, I'm home. He's one of those aliens that goes into, like, a new body every so many years. So that's why no one saw a picture of him for a long time. But now he's in his new body. He's shown up. Oh, his new body. I'm not convinced, uh... you know. I'm not convinced. I just think because, you know, who's to say that he's just not hired somebody to pretend to be how do, how do we know that we're all ourselves? Because I might not be me. I might be hired. I might have been hired to play me. I might be sitting in the other room with Kerry watching. Are you trying to make me have a mental breakdown? Yeah. And the head I might not be here. Say I am. Might as well join the rest of us, Amanda. <laughs> One of us. One of us. <laughs> and, and the leader of this cult is, of course, Sinbad, dressed as a genie. P Dubs, what are you drinking? Oh. Uh, I'm going to really disappoint you, Nick, um, because I didn't have any, um, so I'm stuck with Coca-Cola Zero. Well, here's the thing, right? I don't, I mean, this this must have affected other places, but we have had um, a, a massive um, issue Follow. with stock, you know, a massive issue with stock where I live in terms of Pepsi, and they're blaming it on the lack of CO2. Now, I don't like to point out that CO2 is pretty much available anywhere, but that's apparently, there's been a CO2 supply issue, and that's why they've been running out of stock. So I've not been able to buy Cherry Pepsi Max for weeks, but I do have Cherry Pepsi Max, because, you know, you've got to know people, right? If you know the people, you're going to get the goods. So I have got some Cherry Pepsi Max, so that is what I'm drinking uh, tonight. Very disappointed. So what you're saying is that you have a Pepsi Max dealer? I'm just saying that, you know, some people like crack, some people like heroin, um, some people like to think they've, they know a weed dealer, and it's probably just Dave growing it in his, his back garden on some UV lights, <laughs> and I've got a Pepsi Max dealer. That's all I'm, you know, I'm not willing to divulge information. If, if you are, um, if the issues raised in this podcast affect you and you wish to speak to somebody, send me Don't a private message. No, send me a private message. Yeah. I can I can give you some hints and tips on where to Who, get some. Who's your dealer? Is it Little Timmy in Asda? I'm not telling... I, Craig, I've just said, I'm not going to divulge the information publicly on this podcast. If people want to know, they can uh, send me a, a private message on Twitter or on Facebook, and I'll let them know the information there. But it's why to? At this state, no, not even... Mate, this is one of the few instances he's not able to help me out. No, I've had to really go deep on this one, but, you know... 
I've got a healthy supply. That's that's all I'm saying. Madisons, Madisons. Definitely not. I don't even have one of those anywhere near me. And we've already given them a mention on the last die. podcast. So I'm not even. We're not even entertaining that other supermarkets, of course. Oh available. yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, so you weren't there to stop me. That is, no, 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 you're, you're more than happy, and you use my catchphrase afterwards. So we're we're able yeah. to mention a supermarket chain. As long as we have the disclaimer afterwards, you did that. You knocked it out of the park. I was very proud of you. I felt like um, my you. <laughs> years, my years of being on podcasts with you had suddenly started to, to wear off, um, and you're becoming worse by the day. But ignoring that fact, <laughs> no, it was a very good episode. Um, Craig, you're the last one. Knock it out, sunshine. Uh, I'm drinking Vimto Light, Dolly Dolly. <laughs> Dolly Dolly. Vimto Light. Do, 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 Vimto Is that even a thing? Yeah. Is that even a thing anymore? Vimto with no sugar in. Vimto light. Dolly, dolly. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I've, got, I've got to be honest. I never got on a Vimto train. Like, you know, there was always somebody that you knew that would drink Vimto and would try to convince you they were cool by drinking Vimto whilst you were drinking, like, Fanta or Dr Pepper or something like that. They're like, nah, Vimto's cool. But Vimto's never been cool. I what hate Vimto, but you oh. know, when Ash was pregnant, oh. that was the only thing that would ease her morning sickness, and I was like, you're disgusting. You can have warm <laughs> Vimto in the winter. Yeah. No, you can have warm Ribena. Vimto Ribena, it's all the same. It's no, it not the same. What was I drinking on, on Universal After Dark the other night, Gail? I don't remember. It's been a few days. I was drunk. Vim- Vimto and tea. <laughs> oh, yeah. And tea. Oh, yeah, tea. Mingan. Not in the same glass. Oh, pretty mean. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely vile. It what? wasn't in the same cup, Paul. It was in the same stomach, and that was enough to set Boston <laughs> off. I like, why would stomachs. you mix that together? Did like, you... I can imagine sitting and having a sip of Vimto and then a sip of tea. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. That's what I want to know. Was it was it alternate sips, or did you drink one and then drink the other? Yeah, There's I a mixed... right and a wrong answer here. I mixed it up. <laughs> oh, that was the wrong answer. Hey, stood up and wiggled his belly. You don't, <laughs> right. you don't eat the egg, all the eggs first, then all the chips first, then all the beans first. You stick it all in your gob and chew. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, but that's like that's like more like um, a Mars bar and egg together. Yeah. Oh, Which actually sounds, sounds quite good. I'm yeah. off to the kitchen. Can I just say to, to anybody that tries to tell me that dipping their McDonald's fries in their chocolate milkshake is a thing, he's no friend of mine. Um, no. Before we move on, do people do that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, they, they don't. They, they, yes, they do. They do. They do. It's 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 a ridiculous <laughs> thing. A ridiculous thing, but people do. Um, Mr. D has kindly sent us a, gr- uh, a picture to the group, which I'll stick on the Facebook page of the said gin glass. It, it's quite something, people. You need to see yeah, this glass. It's it's. <laughs> I, I mean, I was when he said about this gin glass, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, gin glass. Now I've seen it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in kind of awe. He's he's clearly a better human being than I am right now. Before just having this glass, hey, if nothing else, I'll just I'll just think myself lucky because it was this was my son-in-law that gave me this stuff, and last year he gave me all sorts of golf gadgets. This is way better. I'd rather have something I can drink. <laughs> just don't just don't use it as a tea when you yeah. are when you are drunk. Um, now we're 13 minutes ish into this episode, um, and we. What this is, for, for new people that listen, apparently this is a podcast where we talk about Disney. Um, we've somehow managed to spend 10 minutes talking about what drinks we're having and 
the fact that I'm so addicted to Cherry Pepsi Max that I'm actually an addict. So with that being said, I think there's no better time than to move the conversation on. Um, and I know that uh, P-dubs, P-dabs, depending on the podcast you normally listen to, did have a story that he wanted to bring to the table. Um, and, and so that's not that no one else does, I'm sure they do, but I thought I'd go to you first because you seem so excited. Yeah, well, I, I kind of wanted to talk about something that's happened over the last six six or so weeks we've been missing in action. Um, and that's the, the hotel at Disneyland that now doesn't seem to be being built. Um, what, at all? Well, at the moment, no. That doesn't um, mean it's not getting built. No, it doesn't. And, no, and built that's, a French, like. No, 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 no not, not that one. Oh. Disneyland. Disneyland. Oh. Um, you know what the Californians are like? <laughs> well, yeah, and that's that's the problem at the moment. We're smoking uh, vegans. <laughs> yeah, they... Um, when they originally planned this hotel, it was meant to be in a different spot of land. Um, and Disney were offered tax incentives to build it, um, that they would be able to keep a certain percentage of the tax that was made on the hotel rooms. Um, when that plan didn't go through, they then moved the hotel to to downtown Disney. And the Anaheim government have now said, that's not what we agreed. We agreed for it to be on that bit of land. Therefore, you're not getting your tax breaks. Um, so Disney's choice we're not going to build it then and and that's currently where it is is that they're not building it so this is if I'm if I'm correct um, firstly just two things number one um, there's nothing wrong with the French on on the whole and secondly I did say that Californians were vegan weed smokers and again that's not meant as an insult that's meant as a, an, an interesting and, and actually Really, quite good fact. Um, they all live in Priuses. Uh, well, <laughs> Disneyland employees probably do uh, that because they're not paid very well. But that's a separate side issue. Um, is this hotel? Is this what they were supposed to be building where the Earl of Sandwich was? Yes. Because, Which is closed. Well, it is, but I'm sure somebody saw an advert saying that they were looking for new staff. Which wouldn't be a surprise, but it wasn't just the Earl of Sandwich. The cinema's gone. Oh, so there's no uh, cinema down the, there. Okay. Yep. The Rainforest Cafe is gone. Yes, I knew the Rainforest Cafe was a, a, a casualty of this war as well, yeah. Starbucks is gone. That That's quite unbelievable. Like, to, to imagine a, a closed Starbucks. That's yeah, like yeah. That the world stuff. Yeah. And just completely stopped. They're not doing anything. Um, they have actually now agreed a deal that they're getting rid of all the tax breaks, um, which is actually what you've just brought up, Nick, is to do with the wages. Mm. Um, they were having a vote that would mean that everybody in Anaheim would have to pay the minimum wage. They wouldn't have a choice in the matter. And, and Disney have now cut all their tax breaks. Um, for that exact reason, so they don't have to agree to everything the Anaheim government are telling them. And it's all part of the same package at the moment. I, there's just a, a massive falling out between the Anaheim and and Disney. Which is not really good for either party, let's, let's be honest. No. 
No, it really isn't. Because the way the way that Disney beha- are behaving is is kind of almost like you know we're big enough to do what we want, so give in to us or else. Yeah. And their kind of their reaction to that is, you know, no one's bigger than, you know, a state. Yeah. So both are valid arguments, really. Um, yeah, they are. And I mean, yes, I mean Disney, you know, nearly own everything in the world now. Um, you know, I, I mean, seriously, I'm just waiting for them to buy up Pepsi so they so now Disney Dark would actually be sponsored by Cherry Pepsi Max. Other brands of Pepsi are available. But, if they bought Coke, they don't cost as well. Well, that's it. I mean, the thing is, I was I was thinking about that actually when Paul mentioned about the uh, the Starbucks closing. Is now that we, uh, well, not that it's it's gone through just yet because he's still t- taking a bit of time. But of course, uh, Coca Cola is the supplier of soft drink beverages to Disney parks worldwide, um, and they are now buying their own coffee chain, of which I don't think. Costa has much presence, if any, in America. No, they don't. It does. I mean, you do get Costas around the world. Yeah. But it's, you know, compared to Starbucks, it's obviously a much, much smaller chain. Um, But now Coke are kind of muscling in to the coffee game. Could we see Starbucks being removed in favour of Costa Coffee? It's it's interesting because I was I was actually I was in Costa the other day, and I was sitting there thinking, I wonder what's going to happen with all the stuff that's in Disney because Disney won't touch Pepsi, but now they haven't got a choice with Starbucks, and so it's interesting where it's going to go because it does have a bigger impact well, with things like this. The Starbucks, because I mean. Disneyland Paris have Starbucks, but they don't have any Starbucks inside the park. The nearest Starbucks is inside the village, but two of the hotels have Starbucks. Yeah. But the coffee inside the parks, if I remember, isn't it Nestle? I believe so. Who are like one of the key sponsors of, of uh, products in Disney parks in Paris as well. So I don't know who supplies the coffee, in the American parks, Joffrey's. He is Joffrey's. I, I knew they were. Yeah. I didn't know if they were the exclusive one or, or if they were just one of the. Um, no. And I don't even know who owns Joffrey. No. If anyone does, you know, it might be a, a private company. But um, you would think that Coke would be putting pressure on once this deal all goes through and they they own it to change the coffee over. Because you still have to go into a Starbucks to get Starbucks. Starbucks are not supplying coffee throughout the park. No. So their nose would be put out of joint, I'd imagine, by this, if they swap from Joffrey's over to Costa. Um, but Starbucks are still the, the biggest brand in the world. So, mm. currently, anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting, but yeah. So, so back to actually what we were talking about. I mean, what what do we think is going to happen? Do we think? I mean, I mean, one party's going to have to back down. Yeah. You know, either Disney don't get to build a hotel, and they just have to carry on as they are, and lick their wounds, or the government or you know the council will will back down because you know it will weigh up the. 
you know, the jobs that it will, it will create against giving them the tax break? I I don't know where it's going to go. The other factor is as well that next year they've got a, a vote for the new governor of Anaheim. So they could, that could then sway it back towards Disney because they could be a supporter of Disney, unlike the current governor who isn't at all. Um, so that's another factor that you throw in um, over the next year or so. Are you saying that Harry Warner Brother is not a fan of Disney? <laughs> no. Harry Warner well, no. Brothers is the, the current like Lord and Overseer of Anaheim, right? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, the guy that's that's in charge over there hasn't liked them for a while. Um, as I said, with the original plan with the hotel, it was meant to be on the other side of the of the main uh, thoroughfare at uh, Anaheim. Um, and they were going to build a bridge, and they they rejected that, so they couldn't build the hotel where they originally wanted it at that point either. So it's it just came, it seems like they're putting a, a block on everything that Disney want to do. And and I I've mentioned I wouldn't be surprised if Disney don't start looking at other properties in the US again, which is is what happened the last time, and then that puts pressure on Anaheim to let them do what they want. Does it though? Because I mean, let's be honest. Disneyland's never going to leave Anaheim, is it? No, it's not. But if you start building ones in other parts of the country, less people are going to travel. Hmm. But it's the local the... park anyway. So I, yeah. I, I, I see you're right. But you know, Disney World is the destination for people to go to. That's the part that attracts you know more international and even you know people from other parts of America than yeah. Anaheim does. Anaheim's always been a local park. Yeah, the last time they started looking at Long Beach. Oh, which isn't that far away anyway, is it? Yeah. Mm. So, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't start hearing rumours again that they're looking at at other land. Whether anything would ever come of it, I don't know, but it does put pressure on on Anaheim to to kind of back down. Mm. Interesting. Well, we'll have to see how that one develops i'm sure we will have further updates on that as um you know stuff does kind of um change on that situation um did anyone else want to jump in with uh, anything they wanted to talk about joffrey's is owned by themselves yeah okay have you seen on um toy story land they've uh, announced to doing one of these uh, early morning admission yeah. Things. What do you think <laughs> about this? It's uh, seventy-nine. It's seven thirty a.m. Um, on select Mondays and Wednesdays. Wednesdays, seven thirty to eight forty-five. You get to ride all the rides. You get to meet all the characters, and you get a breakfast. How much is this? Seventy-nine dollars plus yeah. tax yeah. per adult for an hour and a quarter. <laughs> Yeah, no. Okay, thanks. Pass on that. Wow. I have just... It's it's fast, fast time for me now. And I dread this time of year. Every year, because I freaking hate my Disney experience. And everyone who usually listens every year will know that I really don't like it. And it just infuriates me. And then I'm like, well, why am I even bothering to book a fast pass? I'll just wait in line like I would in the past. There's no need for me to book one. But I'm 
I feel brainwashed by them, so I have to book a fast pass. I was on at 12 o'clock exactly. All the slinkies were gone. And there was alien swirling sauce of fast passes from 4pm onwards only. So did you get a fast pass for arse or not? Well, I was looking at it and I was like, Do, like James has never been on Toy Story Midway Mania. Like, he's never been on it. And to me, that's a... I know I haven't been on Aliens, Well and Sources, but to me, Midway Mania just looks like the better ride. Well, because am I right in thinking that um, all of those attractions, like Slinky Dog and the Aliens and Midway Mania, are all top-tier attractions? Yeah. All three of them are, yeah. and then so now Rock and Roller Coaster has been moved down to a tier two. It's good news. It is good news because usually I'd be like, well, I have to pick between Rock and Roller Coaster and Midway Mania. I don't want to do Midway Mania, and now I can have both. Mm. But I was like, do like, do I even want to be in MGM after four o'clock? Probably not really. I'd rather like that's that's food and wine time. So. I just went with Midway Mania instead. And I thought, if we get there early in the morning and I can get on that and Slinky, cool. If not, it's tough. I'm not paying $80 to do it. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, it would have to be the most glamorous breakfast known to man. I don't think it would, to be honest. No, no, I don't think it is going to be. That's the problem. Because I I think it's you, you can't put a value on your time. I think well, they have. Well, yeah, and I think it's worth it. Yeah, but that's because you get sucked into all of this stuff. No, I think it's worth it in respect of exactly what Amanda's saying there, that she can't get the fast passes she wants. But otherwise, on unmissable crew. That's it. Like, it, I feel like if I desperately... Like, if Slinky was what I thought it was going to be, like, it was going to be actual launches in the coast that were fast... Like I was imagining Rita and Alton Towers. That's that's the difference. None of these rides are worth the admission. No. So I'm contradicting myself, but I also, if it's the only time you're going to go on that day to to Hollywood Studios, then it's worth considering because you've you've cracked it at that point, and the rest of the park is a doddle from then on. Right. It probably depends on whether you've got kids and what age your kids are, but for me, if I could get on, I'm great. If not, then I'd let everybody else go on them, and I'd get on Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. Exactly how I've seen it. Exactly. The breakfast is served until 10am, and it's an all-you-can-eat Buffy-style breakfast. Um, So... You're saving a bit of money there because you don't have to go and buy your lunch because you, you could fill your boots. Right, but hang on, hang on. What about if you're on the Disney dining plan? Well, she's not. No, no, but, no, no, Universal. no. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> if you're on the Disney dining plan, you've paid for your breakfast already. So what you're doing is you're paying eighty dollars to ride free attractions. Yeah, but then you're freeing up that um, quick service, no. um, or or even you you're freeing up that sit-down meal um, voucher that you could use to go to a, a night at Le Cellier where it's two. I feel like if it was just me alone and I was like, right, I'm going to spend one day and one day only at Hollywood Studios and I don't know when I'm going to come back. I might come back next year. I might not be back for five years. 
like I could maybe justify spending the $70 for myself. But if it was like me and my brother, that $70 then turns to $140. If I had kids, then it, it just mounts up. And I think that isn't worth it. Well, wasn't it $79? Well, they have seven ads to see more. And I imagine it's plus tax on top of that. It is. Yeah, it is. Plus so, tax. So you're looking at, it, like, so if it's family of four, so if, Craig, if you did this yourself, just with your family, you're looking at 360-ish dollars for you to get into an area early and have how much breakfast. Is a, how much is a day ticket for Bush Gardens? Because it's that sort of price, really. I was going to say, to be honest, when you were saying that, I was thinking like of a, a better experience either, which is um, Discovery Cove. And I know that Discovery Cove isn't $80, I think, you know, for the, the dolphin swim as well, I think it's $180 or something plus tax. But I'd rather spend the extra money and have a whole day somewhere and have all my food for the day and all my drink, including alcohol, for the day there than to spend half that money to spend an hour and a quarter, was it, or an hour and three quarters to spend in this new land they built. On two well, attractions and with, an old attraction. If if you buy your tickets for Discovery Cove in England, I don't know if it's the same if you buy them in America. I'm ninety percent sure that if you pay that like a hundred and eighty pounds, whatever, you get tickets to SeaWorld included with that. Yeah, I think you do. And I, I think a know. SeaWorld ticket is like ninety dollars at a push, and I freaking love the rides at SeaWorld. Like I would pay that all day long to ride SeaWorld rides. Everybody's different, you know. I mean, if people really want to go on the Toy Story rides, then you know, good luck to them. But uh, as an individual, I think it's it's an all right price. But when you start saying, like you just have the a family of four, three hundred and sixty dollars plus tax, then it's starting to get a bit pricey. These, I mean, we've watched a lot of vloggers, and they're all gaining with joy and happiness uh, on riding on Slinky Dog. And it's a kid's coaster at best. It is, yeah. I mean, it's it, Toy Story Land, from what I've seen, has taken what they built in Paris and what they did in uh, Hong Kong and made a better version of what they had. Um, and the rides are obviously better as well. But I think it's that initial thing. And, and I was talking to my friends the other day, that's how I knew they were top-tier rides because they'd recently come back. They couldn't get on Slinky Dog at the time. But they'll go back... Uh, early next year, and they might yeah. go back late, you know, late summer as well because they normally go twice a year. So they're not that bothered because if they don't go on it this time; they're going it another time. But, but this is this is the thing, Amanda. You're staying off property thirty mm-hmm. days. Disney have got it boxed off. If you're mm-hmm. staying on property, you wouldn't have had a problem, and that's that's pure marketing genius. I, I mean, I don't know if it's marketing genius or not. I mean, I think it's just it the is. way. I think it's just a way of them trying to justify why if you spend three times the amount to get there and stay in Orlando to go to the parks, you get that as an additional perk. Um, well, they had them other uh, fast passes that you could buy. Was it three additional for $50? Mm. If, you, if you were in the um, club level and you had to buy a minimum of three days. Which is which is ridiculous in itself. I mean... I, okay, I mean, people that generally will stay at like club level are not normally the ones that we sat on a podcast 
you know, talking about whether something's good value for money or not, because people that exactly. normally do that if, aren't. If Paul Scholes was going to Walt Disney World, Paul Scholes would pay that all day long. I, or... I, I mean, I, I think you can probably pick a better example than Paul Scholes, but, you know, thanks for playing the game. I don't know oh. who that is, honestly. <laughs> oh, goodness me. He's a Man United footballer from days gone by. Um, Prince Harry, Prince Harry, he's going. He's, a, he's you know, he's going to pay for everything. Well, he'll probably get it for free, but you know... Oh, yeah, that. no, when when celebrities go, they get one of, like, the plaid cast yeah, members but... who guide them around. And they just they pay the two grand and Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Prince Harry's queuing up in standby. What Disney are very good at now is finding a price point for everybody. And if you've got the money to burn, then all day long you can go and do all of these things yeah and you can have the best experience and but i think it's wrong for people to dismiss them because they wouldn't do and i'm not saying any of us are dismissing it but people get on twitter especially get all angry because disney are uh, they're doing this they're doing that and they're charging and they're upcharging but people pay yeah but I, i i think i don't think there's anything wrong with people arguing about those points and the reason for that is because people like us, we can't afford to go to Disney World frequently. You know, I know, you know, Craig's able to get out there like fairly often. Amanda obviously goes more frequently. But for the majority of us and the majority of people that, you know, listen to this, going to Disney World is an expensive holiday. It's not something you do every year. It might be every two, three, four years. So for that reason, you know, people save up an awful long time to be able to go and do these holidays. And in America, you know, it's a different situation. You know, people don't get as much holiday time. Um, the time's more precious. The holidays, the ticket prices especially, cost much more than we get in the UK. And so for them, and, you know, even for us in the UK, all of these upcharges are creating a bigger gap between who can and who can't go to Disney. And you're right, Craig, in that people pay it. And if they didn't pay, you know, we've had this before. If people didn't pay it, they wouldn't do it. So it's because people do it. But you can't turn around and say that people shouldn't complain about it or people shouldn't get us up in arms about it because it is creating this big divide about who can and who can't go. And for something no, that's not. always... You can't see it. No, it's not. And because everything... everyone can still go. Everyone, no, you don't have to. Disney aren't saying you can't go on Slinky Dog unless you pay $79. Disney is saying if you want to beat the queues, if you want to get it done early, if you want to get a, a breakfast provided, you can ride Slinky Dog with little or no queue and you can be on your way. And people are prepared to pay it. Yeah. But for the people who can't afford to pay it, then the... the the systems are in place as they were before this was launched that you can either get a 30-day fast pass if you're off property or you can get a 60-day fast pass if you're on property or you can just queue up. Funny thing is, though, right, when you said that, if you if you were off property, right, but you planned one night in a value resort, it would cost you, say you've got four kids or two kids, there's four of you, it would cost you less to stay one night in a value resort and then you could get 60-day fast passes. And, and you, you could go. have a one-night experience in a Disney resort. 
and Universal are fantastic in the way they do it, their system, where if you stay in a hotel at Universal, you get unlimited fast passes or express passes for all the rides. Not for just certain classes of resort. For certain classes of resort, yeah, the top yeah. three. That's that's wonderful. It's absolutely brilliant and it works. But it's why you know the thing. The problem is, is it, this is another reason why the battle is becoming closer and closer every year between the two biggest theme parks. Because the thing is, I know more and more people now that will go to Universal, only go to Universal, and will go on a shorter trip to Florida because of how much Disney costs. I was talking with Whiter yesterday about about it because he was talking about wanting to take his kids there for the first time. They've never been to a Disney park anywhere. And I said to him, because he said, you know, what, what, are we, what are we looking at? What are we looking at to do this? And I said, well, I said, if you're going to stay on property, I said, you're probably looking, and he's going to be going in term time as well. I said, you're probably looking at the best part for the four of you of about six, seven grand. I said, and that will include, you know, your, your food. I said, but that will be all for Disney. If you want to go to Universal, you've obviously got to pay for your food separately and, and transfers and all this kind of stuff. I said, so but if you're going to Disney, that's how much it's going to cost you. And he's like, well, how much would you pay in Paris? And I went, you wouldn't go as long. I said, it's different. But, you know, a grand would get you a great holiday in Paris for a week. Yeah, for four days. Four or five days, right? But I said, like, you're not comparing the same thing. You're comparing a smaller park and everything like that. But he was shocked at how much... Florida was and I said if you want to stay off site if you're happy to stay on iDrive I said you bring that cost of holiday down dramatically and you can kind of do what you want but more yeah, but if you want to if you want to go across the Atlantic on a pedalo you can bring the cost down significantly the, the vast quantity of the cost to get to America is the flights yeah well it's not though is it because yeah no 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 because even stay... even going out of season in September, a family of four is still two thousand pounds. A family of four in August is four thousand pounds. It's even five thousand pounds. Yeah. So, but I'm comparing like this was like I think it was Easter that I'd looked at. It was about um, just under uh, seven five, I think it was around that kind of price, and that was staying at one of the uh, I think might have been staying at All Stars. So one of the like the the kind of lower down hotels. So the thing is that that was for that. And in fact, no, in fact, you know what? That didn't include the flights. That was just the Disney hotel direct with them. So you've got to add your flights on top of that. You can get a villa for five hundred a week for like a small, you know, for a, a villa that's big enough for a family of like six or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's no, so doubt, they, so there's they, no doubt about it. Staying on property is more expensive. A lot more expensive. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not quite as much as... It depends how you do it. I mean, it depends when you go and it depends where you stay. But, you know, we've... we've you, can, you can get it for, you know, a reasonable amount of money. But it's going to be it's going to be more expensive, you know. If you stay at a value resort in Disney, it is going to be more expensive than staying off site. But then you get perks, you know. We did three weeks in Florida, uh, ten days at Pop, uh, five days on iDrive, and the rest was at Clearwater. So it wasn't the whole holiday on property. But we went for three weeks, two adults, and we paid about three and a half grand. I 
think, and that included all the tickets, all the theme parks, memory maker, you know, all of the all of the mod cons, discovery code, all of that. Now, and that was, you know, seven eight years ago, whatever. Booking the same holiday now, you'd like for the two of us, we'd be looking at double that plus. Yeah, but look at the we had this argument the other week. You look at the price of petrol seven or eight years ago. You look at the price of petrol now. What was it for fifty p? Well, no, but it's it's one pound thirty a litre now. Yeah, it's yeah. Been, it's like, what do you think it was eight years ago? One pound ten, one pound twenty. No, it was bad. Eighty p. No, it wasn't. I mean, right, if you siphon it out, which you know, I don't know if that's what they do up there, but no, like it wasn't like you're looking at like nineties prices to get down to that kind of rate. Petrol no, prices have been consistently going up for the, the last decade. As does everything. We could. I went to Florida in two thousand and one for freaking three grand. It's that's just how it is. Prices go up. You know, me and my mum were talking about this the other day too, and she was like, "You know, when Amanda, when you were little, we used to be able to get flights for like two hundred pound a person, like maximum." And back then as well, Amanda, it was two dollars to a pound as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, all these things. All like, I mean. Florida can be done. There's so many different price points to do right. Florida. Okay, here we go. 2019, right? This is what we booked. 2019. So this is a moderate, so not, not a value. However, I said before, there's some quirky things when it comes to free dining. Mm. So we got a moderate and we upgraded the quick service free dining to full free dining. And this is our passes as well. So no car, no flights, okay? So you still got to add that on. Say 500 for the flights per person and probably 500 total for the car. But for Coronado Springs, with dining plan and tickets, it's 7,300 quid for two rooms. All right? So three... 3,700 per room for two weeks. That's not too bad. No, for next year. And what, is, that, uh, is that out of season? It's, it's, in, it's in October. Yeah. Yeah, Again, but it's not, it's, not, um, it's not school holiday time. It's not school holiday now. Yeah. It's in October. So, I mean, if you, if you added, again, if you've got kids and you're constrained to the school holidays, but you could add a week to the half-term school holiday in October... You can get those sort of prices. That's crazy, isn't it? That um, looking at Easter, that it was kind of almost the same price to stay at All Star. Yeah. I think. I think as well, right? The mindset, minute. the mindset of the person who's never been to Florida before is the way people do their holidays in the real world is they'll have their holiday in Ibiza in August, and then they think, right, let's book next year's holiday. And they know the price point, but they might go to Benidorm or Tenerife or wherever they go, or Greece or Turkey, but it's, but it's for the next year, so it's 12 months. Well, you can't do that with a Florida holiday because it's so much more money. You have to give yourself two or three years to generate the money. We only go to Florida every two years and save up to go. It's only very rarely that I've we've gone once a year, mm. you know, and that's only because of some sort of windfalls come our way, whether it's a policy matured or whatever. But 
that's the, the the way of thinking of your holidays. If you want to start, if you want to book that Florida holiday, you've got to think two or three years out. I think that honestly it depends on how you're gonna do it. And you know, I, I said to you when when I saw you in Whitby, and I was like, you go wild when you go, and you you know you'll stay in the Hard Rock. And the hard rocks are super, and you'll stay there for a few days, and you're not staying there for your whole holiday. But I feel like if you, you know, I went every year when I was growing up, and I know it was cheaper then. But my mom and dad just knew how to budget the holiday in the right way, yeah, so that we could go. So we'd stay in hotels on I Drive, we'd get a villa, we'd stay in Lake Buena Vista, we'd stay in Kissimmee sometimes, and it didn't matter where we were staying because you're just sleeping there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can drive the cost down. You can do yeah. it. You can, very, you can do it on a budget. Definitely. You don't. You don't have to go and eat um, in Cinderella's castle for seventy dollars a head. You can go and eat in the Ponderosa and get a T-bone steak for twenty dollars. You know, you can, or you can do quick service in the parts if you want to eat in the parts. Yeah. Some of the quick services are really good. Mm. Well, look at you got food and wine right now. Okay, so if you if you can go during either flower and garden or food and wine. You know, there's, there's fantastic eating in Epcot for not a lot of money, really. Exactly. And- it's very, very rare that I will ever eat. I never have, like, real sit-down meals in the Disney parks, honestly. The only sit-down meal that I really ever do is, and it's I wouldn't even class it as, like, a true sit-down meal, yak and yeti in Animal Kingdom. Good choice. That's like, like- cake tams. <laughs> No, it's not. Well, it's, a, it's just a different kind of theme park food for me, and I don't, I don't think I'd ever really, unless I, I just felt like being a little bit fancy, would go and have my dinner at Cinderella's table. I've ate it be our guest. I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it was worth the money. I'd probably do it again for the experience, but yeah, totally. to me, I'd rather just like I'll just get some fries from anywhere and i'll just walk around eating my fries because i know i'm going to go to epcot in the night and i'm going to eat all that food and my goodness you can you can do that and there's some great there's some great eating some of the quick service places i mean we we usually do the dining plan so we'll go sit down as well and and you don't have to go you don't have to go to cinderella's because you know you're getting getting ripped off because it's the castle you know Mm. what i mean but there's lots and lots of good restaurants and some of them some of the best ones aren't in the parks they're in the resorts yeah. Right, there's some great restaurants in some of the resorts, especially and, the deluxe resorts. And us, you don't have as, to stay there. us as British people, we go to Alton Towers or Cheddington or wherever we go, and the food there is generally terrible. Yeah, theme yeah. park. Uh, so we've got the mental. Oh God, we're going into Walt Disney World. It's going to be all this freaking say as pasties and Greg's and, and whatever. And it's not some of the best food you'll eat on the planet in some of the best restaurants on the planet. Well, I agree. Well, like with some bit, like I don't, as a general thing, think that Disney theme park food is good food, other than yakiniety. I think yakiniety is delicious. But uh, as a as a general thing in the Disney parks, I struggle to find nice foods. I think Lou Mangiello, God, God bless him, he's a lovely little man, right? But he's like that. He waxes lyrical over um, the chicken nuggets at this little booth, and then he goes and tries them at a different little booth, and these are the best chicken nuggets on property. No, mate, they've come in on a great big giant wagon when everybody was asleep, and the Seven Dwarfs has unloaded them and just sent them out to all the little... 
a lot of these places have got ovens and cookers they share. It's all nice. just this, all the quick saver <laughs> stuff. A, a lot of it is. It is. It's the same. It's the same. Like you'll go and and I've said this a million bajillion times in here when I'm moaning about food in the parks that it is the same food generally in all the different restaurants. But I still feel like if you want it and you're not so like me, I stay off site. I don't ever stay in in a Disney hotel. I probably spend less money per day in a Disney park than I do anywhere else just because of, like, the way that I'm going to eat in the parks. I can give and you I a list snack. good table service restaurants, though, that you would, you would, you would definitely enjoy. Okay, you, give, you, like, me a, you give me a list. Will do. Okay, you send me short. excited. Yeah, keep it short. Well, but I didn't uh, realise that's what they were mining when they were in that. I mean, I thought it was nuggets, but I didn't think it's it was chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets. Well, they are, I mean, they, they are golden, aren't they, yeah. in colour? So oh, yeah. it does make sense. But yeah, I mean, you've got to remember that, you know, when you go into a restaurant in a Disney park, and this isn't just exclusive to the American parks, this is pretty much any Disney park, most of the restaurants don't have chefs. They have cooks because the yeah. food is pre-done. They're heating up the food to give to you. That's all it is. Most you restaurants. just have to watch them work in the McDonald's. It's the same principle. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, and obviously, that's... not every every restaurant. Because if you go to somewhere like the California Grill or you go to uh, Victoria and Alberts, you know that food is you know prepared. But yeah. most food is construction, you know, uh, conveyor belt style food. Mm-hmm. On 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 this topic, right? Let me just. This is my last little thing. Have you seen Storybook Dining at Artist Point? It's debuting this winter at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, right? Mm-hmm. With those dwarfs bringing their with, chicken nuggets. With the dwarfs <laughs> and it's with off the chicken the nuggets. we go. Right? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs inspired dining um, character meet and greet. You meet Snow White and two of the dwarfs. Oh, why just two? Dopey and grumpy, and then you get to meet the queen. I think as you leave, they're, they're bringing in this new thing where you meet a character as you're leaving. And yeah. I think, well, I think it's to get people out of their chairs, basically, mm. um, to go and meet this this last character that they're missing. But they do at this point, point, I guess, at don't point, they? Yeah, at this point, it's a strange place for that. I gotta say. Maybe they're just trying to drum up some footfall because it's, it's a beautiful restaurant, but I don't think it gets a lot of traffic. But why just two of the dwarfs? It's not yeah, exactly. Snow White and the two dwarfs. Well, getting getting a photo with the seven dwarfs is one of the hardest things to get. So if you made it a dining experience, I think people would come in droves just to get that photograph. Yeah. Yeah. I queued for an hour. And you, you wouldn't have them coming round the tables because that would be ridiculous. You just have them all lined up on the way out. Yeah. Well, it's what they do at the um, the Marvel meal at Disneyland Paris. The characters don't come to the tables; you go to the characters. Brilliant! Mm. Absolutely wonderful that because you can have a more. I think when you're sitting at a table and you've got all your autograph books laid out, so we have to have. We've got four. Next year we'll have six. Depending if the nine-month-old babies need one as well, we'll have eight. You know, so you've and they all want them all opened on the page, and the poor characters trying to sign, 
And I said, can't we just sack them off and just have photographs with them? You know, but I think that's a far better way of doing it. So you can have your meal and then you can get out. Well, the other thing as well is that what they then do is they have the characters or character, depending on you know what you're doing, in front of a backdrop. Yeah, exactly. Rather than seeing some some you know family in the background with someone with their mouth you know wide open shoveling yeah. food into it, you know mm. as part of your photo experience with the characters. So I you know I'm I'm all for it. I, I think and that's a better way of doing it. So and... be your guest as well, isn't it? You go into the the beast study or whatever, it's the beast library, and you have could, a photograph at the end of the meal. You could have the magic that happens when you go and meet Mickey Mouse in Main Street. Mm. The same magic could be employed. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you could have multiple exits and everybody would be happy, wouldn't he? Yeah. Sorry, Sorry guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to high hole off to uh, bed I go. Nice to the, the i got to get up early. Yeah, I've got to go and deliver some nuggets in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for today. We'll see you on the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Cheers, guys. But Bye. The, good news, the good news is is that the rest of us and whoever keeps rubbing their microphone in a seductive way are carrying on. And the best way, <laughs> I think, for us to move on right now is to, as we'd kind of actually mentioned a few times in that conversation, um, which went all over the place, which is what I love about this point you don't get this on other podcasts with their scripts and their agendas Agendas. don't get all of these segues and stuff but um we are just say south end for me south end end. (laughs) (laughs) so um what is going on at the moment what's just starting and of course what amanda is absolutely foaming at the mouth about is the food and wine festival i'm so freaking excited it's the most wonderful time of the year it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> just, most people think Christmas, wait. but for Amanda, it's food and wine. So, um, P Dubs very kindly sent over um, this year's menu. Now, I mean, that's great for us and uh, great for me because I'm looking at it right now. But for our listeners, they're probably not looking at the same thing that I am right now. So, what we'll do in this um, audio medium that we're experiencing this podcast in right now is I will go through um, what food is available at the Food and Wine Festival. Um, and you can... There is a lot. There is a lot. So uh, for the next two and a half hours, we will spend. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll go for it. And, um, you know, Amanda can kind of pull out what she thinks and everyone else. Because um, the thing is, Amanda, when you were saying about your food earlier... Our, our way of looking at the food situation at Disney parks is different to everyone else's because mm-hmm. we avoid meat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't avoid fish, but I avoid meat. So um, I avoid meat, but I freaking love food. Like, I'm such a foodie person. And honestly, like, I wouldn't even be bothered if I couldn't do anything else in September and October if I could just do alternate nights of food and wine and Halloween horror nights. That would be the best holiday of my life. And that's honestly what I do anyway, really. Maybe that's what they should do for the next park. Just have yeah. all, all year food and wine. And just call that it Disney's food and wine. That's it. I'd be so happy. <laughs> Interestingly, I was listening to, to our friend Jim 
Well, he was um, talking about <laughs> well. that possibly um, they might be doing a food and wine cruise. I am down. I'm so down. But isn't a food, isn't a cruise basically just food and wine anyway? Yep, but apparently it was on a survey. Would anybody be interested in doing a food and wine festival cruise? I know, I know what you mean, yes. Craig, but I think that we've got to remember with, food, with the food and wine festival is it's all these little kind of plates of food. So it's not the same as sitting in a restaurant and, and having these these things. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, that's what I see it as being, but what they would do on a cruise, God only knows. Um, but the first, the first booth... It's called Active Eats. And the three items they got there, loaded mac and cheese with Nuiski's pepper bacon. I've never heard of Nuiski. I don't know if that's a popular brand of bacon or not, but it looks like it is. Um, there's spice-crusted Velasso salmon. Again, not heard of that. With lentil power salad. I mean, you know, I think everyone likes salad, but everyone loves a power salad. Uh, crushed avocado and sherry vinegar, and also Active Eats NG Bar Bites, a mixture of chocolate, nuts, dried fruit, and dates. All of those, and I imagine a lot of this stuff, is uh, Disney Dining Plan snack legible. But I mean, if you want to get your most out of your money for that one, then the, the, the salmon is slightly more expensive than the others. So immediately, I don't think there, because you don't eat salmon, do you, Amanda? No. So no. other than no. energy bar bites, there's nothing really at that one. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm not an energy bar kind of person anyway, so I think I'm going to skip this one. Oh, come on, Gail. Mac and cheese. Yeah, it's, it's got bacon, bacon in it. You just ask for it without bacon. Yeah, no, but... they can't because they're just pre-done. Exactly. This is what you say. This goes back to the... Mac and cheese with bacon in van comes and delivers it when... Everyone's asleep. Well, yeah, really. Because it's just like in a big thing and they just scoop out and pour it into you and then they decorate it with stuff. Do I decorate it because it's pepper bacon? No, no. No, I had this with pizza fries at Universal at Halloween Horror Nights and I'm like, can I just have it without pepperoni? No, not really. Well, I mean, it's all done, so like not really. And I'm like, well, you can just not put pepperoni on it. No, not really. But there is something here, Amanda, which might tickle your fancy. Oh. Right? So. I'm excited. I'm not going to go through the wines because, you know, wines don't really explain too much anyway. But they've got a beer here from the MIA Beer Company. It's called HRD WTR, which for the cool kids is short for hard water. Oh, and heard it's, water. It's pineapple, coconut, hard, sparkling water. This sounds delish. Yeah, I am all in on that. Is okay, it beer? I'm going to try that, and then I'm going to, I am going to FaceTime you all while I try this. Thank you. It's sparkling water. Well, it's not. It's hard water. It's beer water. Yeah, I don't think I don't because it says sparkling water. I don't think it's necessarily a beer, but I mean, imagine it, Craig, like an Alco pop or something. Yeah, well, I'm gonna try anyway. I'm yeah. I'd have um, I'd have the salmon on that, and I would have the um, I I wouldn't have any of that beer or wine. I'm just gonna like put this out there that I don't like wine. 
What? I'm not a big I fan don't of like wine. Any wine? Like I try to sometimes be fancy if I'm out somewhere. And <laughs> oh, Amanda! Like, Amanda, you can't have a beer. We're into a fancy. God, you're such a boy. And I'm like, okay, I'll try like a spirit or I'll try a wine. And I'll try just, a spirit. <laughs> my face as soon as I take a sip of wine, I'm like, eh, no. Oh God. There's going to be chaos when we're all on holiday together. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I um, I like we get uh, matching tattoos, Gail. I'm down. I like uh, a Malbec. I'm not. A I don't massive... know what that is. It's um, it's an Argentinian red wine. Um, it's a type of wine, but I'm not a massive wine drinker. Uh, my wife doesn't drink wine. <laughs> So if I if I get a bottle of I, I I might get a bottle like once a year or something because I'm the only one that drinks it, so I have to drink it quickly or it goes uh, goes wrong. So um, I'm not big into wine either. But uh, we'll go over to our first vegetarian option at the Africa stand, which is going to be a spicy Ethiopian red lentil stew with vegan yogurt and quinoa. Okay, this sounds. Like, it's not my cup of tea at all. Really? Oh, Amanda? Yeah. What are you, like, the fussiest eater on the planet? I, you know, yes. I am a veggie fussy eater. Like, So are you, like, a Linda really? McCartney vegetarian? I like chips. I <laughs> <laughs> just like chips, that's it. Well, I think oh, but... we know what the first phase of the Amanda talking doll is going to be. <laughs> yeah. I like, like I don't get me wrong i like trying some different things sometimes but like whenever i go to a restaurant and they're like okay so our vegetarian option is it's going to be a goat's cheese phyllo wrap pastry with with quinoa and lentils i'm like no just for me chips so that okay. sounds that sounds amazing what what's the problem with that no so- i'm not into that so what do you have at the food and wine? Different chips from different countries? No, if... when we get to the countries, I'm going to tell you what I have. Well, that's that's Africa. So That's um, Africa. There's also a uh, beef tenderloin tip with onions, jalapeno, tomato and pap, which I'm, I'm assuming is short for paprika. There's enough fucking pap on this episode of it. Is after that. <laughs> I'm I'm more tempted by the wine on this one. What? Because one's called Groot. True. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> as much as I said that, Groot I wasn't going to discuss. I wasn't going to go too far into the wine. The fact that there is one that's called Groot does have to be mentioned. I mean, I might try that one. The wine flight, though, that sounds a bit uh, foxy, doesn't it? Six fifty. I mean, yeah. they, they range from five, six, and seven dollars each. So, yeah, six fifty to try all three sounds like a plan, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, there's the almond orchid, which is hosted by Blue Diamond Almond Blue Breeze, which is a fine um, alternative to dairy, if you're so inclined. Um, it's too expensive for me to buy every every time, but it's pretty nice. Um, so, I see it again. They've ruined it. So the first thing is creamy spinach and artichoke dip, delicious, with pulled chicken. Uh. Right, why did I feel like almond orchard would be vegan? You would think so, wouldn't you? What if it, can you eat a chicken if the chicken was vegan? Well, no. Well, yeah, you can get vegan chicken. I had vegan chicken for lunch today. Just didn't contain any actual chicken. But this is actual chicken. This isn't vegan chicken. This is pulled chicken. 
This is pulled chicken, so this is you going into a bar and they're going, all right there, girl. How are you clucking tonight? This sounds very oh much God. like the beginning of the podcast before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about this, Amanda? Fire-roasted tomato hummus topped with uh, blue diamond lightly salted roasted almonds served with blue diamond artisan nut thins multi-seed crackers. And this sounds good. I love hummus. I'm not um I'm not a big fan, but I do like flavoured hummus. I like like red pepper hummus. So I'd give that a go. I love every kind of hummus. Like this like I'm gonna get this. Now this is an interesting one. Banana yeah. almond soft serve sundae with berries and chocolate almond streusel. And chicken. Right. I don't <laughs> like banana and I don't really like chocolate. Oh flick off a bandit. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is you this don't... is great. I can tolerate chocolate sometimes, like in some things. Like I'm, I'm, I can deal with chocolate. I hate banana. Do you know the standard thing, right? When a boyfriend cocks up, is he goes, he goes out, he gets his his girl uh, some flowers, some chocolates, and some wine. What does your fella get you? Honestly, he goes and gets me crisps and some Chinese food and some Bud Light. <laughs> it's a bag of oven chips. Oh, bag of oven chips. He no. gets me chips and then gets me peri peri salt from Nando's. Peri peri, you know you can buy that in supermarkets now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Okay, because I I stick that on everything. So what's interesting here, the beverages is you know the other stands we've looked at so far, beer, wine, nothing strange there, right? That that that's all good. Here you've got a almond breeze strawberry smoothie, fine. Then and that is snack credit uh, eligible as well. Then you go, Moit and Chandon Imperial Brute Champagne, Dom Perignon, and Fauve Clicquot. Isn't Dom Perignon very expensive? Well, yeah, actually, it is. I'm looking at it right now, and it is. Fauve, I thought Fauve Clicquot, oh, Fauve, I've had Fauve Clicquot, it's not as posh as Dom Perignon. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's basically a bit of a champagne bar from the people that sell you almonds. Yeah, it's a bit random. And I mean, and I mean, I'm assuming they're small bottles because they're sixteen, thirty-two, and twenty-one dollars. So it's not going to be a glass. I reckon it's going to be one of those small bottles that has like a glass and a half in it. You were dope for that um, that amount of wedge. No, I think it's well, going to be a little glass, honestly. But it might be a plastic glass. I, I will do my research while I'm there, and I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to lie. I will you take a picture of it. You wouldn't, ex- you wouldn't enjoy it? I know I wouldn't, so that's why I'm not going to. But I'll take a picture of it so that we can see where it is. I'll ask them if I can take a picture of someone's. Wet and Sheldon is about... I haven't bought one for a long time, but I think it's about 30 quid a bottle. So for $16, I would be expecting more than just a single glass. You know, can I just go on a tangent one second to tell a really funny story? Come on. Well, if it's a podcast <laughs> to go on tangents, you know that. Glad so one time, like, do you ever remember when I posted on Facebook and stuff that that my um my dog was pregnant? Yeah. So I posted a thing and I was like, "Guys, we've got some exciting news. We're expecting." And then the next oh, picture no. was was Callie, and I was like, "Puppy is in December." And I was and but Josh's friend had just seen the post on Facebook, but only looked at the first picture. And so I got home from work one day and I had a card and a bottle of Moet. 
saying to Amanda and Josh, congratulations on the baby. And I was like, oh, no. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second, right? Because if somebody announces their... I mean, again, maybe this is a Southern thing. I don't know. But if somebody announces to me they're pregnant, the first thing I do is not buy them alcohol. I know. And, like, Josh doesn't even drink. So, like, one, I can't enjoy the champagne. Two, you don't know me because you don't know that I don't like champagne. And three, even if I did like it, I clearly can't drink it for another nine months. And also, it's my dog that's pregnant, not me. Mm, Champagne. I can drink champagne by the pint. So I'm I'm not a fan. I've I've tried all three of those. Um, I wasn't really a fan of, of either of those, to be honest. But there you go. That's that's uh, where everyone differs. That's why it's so great that we're all different. Now, we're going to go to uh, our friends at the Diz Down Under. And give Gadang, them a shout you out. wee pobby bastard. And we're going to throw a shrimp on the barbe. Literally, the first item is grilled sweet and spicy bush berry shrimp. With pineapple, pepper, onion, and snap peas. Now, Amanda, I know you like prawns. Right. This is my second favourite thing at Food and Wine. How can you like prawns? Right. I occasionally eat shrimp. Yeah, Amanda's a pescatarian. She just doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, like, I don't eat any other kind of fish. What about fish fingers? No. Oh, come on. Like, nothing. Like, fish finger. I probably have shrimp like maybe like two or three times a year, but then I eat it a lot at Food and Wine Festival because there isn't amazing vegetarian options, but there is quite a bit of shrimp in different Would you countries. eat fr- shrimp fingers? They'd be dead little, wouldn't they? They would they be, would be, they would be very tiny. Um, to our American listeners, by the way, um, fish fingers, what we call fish fingers in, the, in England, uh, and our delicacy, uh, you would refer to as fish sticks. So there you go. Um, fish sticks, did you say, then? Th- there's a great South Park episode around fish sticks. Yeah. Um, well, there's... this shrimp, this bushberry shrimp, honestly, it's delicious. Is it? It's, so, it's, it's it... spicy. Like, if you like spicy stuff, you'll love it. But it is so good. I was going to ask oh. if it was quite sweet, because the you know the fact that it says bushberry shrimp suggests to me it might be a bit more fruity than... Yeah. No, it's it's quite spicy. You've got grilled lamb chop. A grilled That's lamb Ash's chop. Favorite thing. So with Ash mint is... pesto and potato crunchies. She or chips. absolutely loves that. What that are, is. What are potato crunchies? They're not chips. Um, and I think that I think the crisps. Mm. Oh. I think it's just broken up crisps on top. And they've also got lamington now. I did. I'd never heard of Lamington, and I've only heard of Lamington because of listening to Diz Down Under. Lamington is a particular cake that is a delicacy in Australia. You call that a Lamington cake? This is a Lamington cake. <laughs> oh, I well, see you played Knifey Spoony before. I thought I'd never heard of it, and then when I looked at a picture of it, I have actually tried it, and it is nice. Yeah, chocolate and coconut main flavors in that cake. Um, they also did some M&Ms, which they kindly sent a packet of, of those sweets to Michelle Young. I didn't get any. I'm not on their good list, clearly. Um, it's all right, guys. I'll let you off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't have the lamb chop nowadays, but I'm sure that's delicious. I like pesto. Um, love shrimp, and I would definitely like to try that cake. 
Could um, you lick the lamb chop but not just eat it? Uh, no. No. Not not really. It's not really the point of, of us doing what we do. Um, yeah, but when you have chips in the chippy, it's got all the fat out of the sausages in. No, only in some chippies. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was saying this the other day. To, I think we were talking about it, Craig, weren't we, about me going Taco Bell. And they now have to warn me whenever I go in. They, I mean, they know me so well now, unfortunately, that they know that whatever I'm asking for is going to be the bean version rather oh, God, than chicken or pork. Here's the drama llama. Come on, come in, sit down. <laughs> but they always have to point out that they cook the uh, tortillas in the same oil that they can cook the the, um, the chicken tenders in. But, I mean, no one orders chicken tenders in Taco Bell. So I'm like, that's fine. I don't mind the oil sharing. It's not a problem. But I know for some people that would be a, a game changer. Now, um, the only drink I wanted to call out here, and it is a wine, but is the Hope Estate Wollombi Brook. I mean, is there anything that sounds more Australian than that? Well, I, well... I did try that last year, but I did try the Cooper's Brewery, which was nice. But the lady that was behind me in line got this Wallaby Brook thing and she seemed to very much enjoy it. It sounds good. Just yeah, she, she liked good. it. Um, so next is Belgium. Only 87 more of these to go, people, listen. Um, which has a beer-braised beef served with smoked Gouda mashed potatoes. Yep, take my money. A Belgian waffle with warm chocolate ganache and whipped cream. You can't eat anything here, Amanda. And a Belgian waffle and, with well, berry compote and whipped well. cream. That's where you're wrong, mate, because I've had a Belgian waffle with berry compote and it was very delicious. Oh, was how it, big is it? Was it very it's, nice? It was very nice. You know what? It's bigger than what I thought it was going to be. Waffle, Belgian waffles are normally pretty big, actually. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is the one that I could more or less have everything off of it. I could have and eaten be so far off everything. I mean, obviously, Belgian beer is pretty good, and they've got Leffe, um, <gasps> which is known as a good oh, one. I love it, yeah. As flights. Um, but they also have a chilled coffee featuring Godiva chocolate. Yeah, that's, that's the one Ryan bathes in. That does sound pretty damn good, I was to be honest. just going to say, if anyone was going to like that, Ryan would like this from Theme Park Trader. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't have enough, Ryan. So over in Brazil, they've got uh, Maqueta, Brazilian seafood stew featuring scallop shrimp and white fish with coconut lime sauce and singed rice. Yeah. That sounds very good. Uh, crispy pork belly with black beans, oh, tomato and onions. Gosh. And Pale de Quijo, Brazilian cheese bread. Yeah. I mean, I think cheese bread. I mean, cheese bread always sounds good. It's the one reason no, I'm not vegan. Um, it's, it's cheese and bread. Exactly. You can't really it's, go too wrong, can you? It's a cheese butty. <laughs> but I mean, the the seafood stew sounds pretty damn good as well. I like scallops. I like shrimp. I like whitefish. I like coconut and I like rice. So I'm all for that. Um, they've got a black beer here. Or is that a, a beer of different colour? I'm going to try colour. this. Like, I'm very excited. <laughs> that sounds so good. Yeah. I said that wrong then. No, you said, beer company you said Barbosa. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a part of the Caribbean reference as well, so even better. Um, 
and they've got a frozen uh, Capriana, which um, what I don't is know. that? It's a cocktail. It's a Brazilian cocktail, uh, a bit like a mojito. It's not really like a mojito, but it's it's normally quite a short cocktail. Um, I'm not sure what uh, Leblon Cacha is. I've never heard of that before. I've heard of the spirit. I've not heard of that particular um, brand. But yeah. uh, that's a tenner. And who doesn't like a frozen cocktail, let's be honest. Um, I think Amanda should have two of them. Wow, <laughs> I would die. There's a brewer's collection, which is oh, just... Oh, this is my joint number one favourite. Okay, so... Of those, have you tried all of these ones? That, that they're all German. Yeah. I'm not calling out the names. One is a pomegranate beer. That's the only word I can say. So the pomegranate beer is my all-time favourite drink at Food and Wine Festival. It is absolutely delish. Okay. And so every every single visit to Food and Wine, I will either get the pomegranate or I'll just get the beer flight where I'll get all three. And all three of them are nice. The pomegranate is the best. I do have a video on it called i think my favorite beer at epcot if you want to go and look at it they are very delicious what size are these what that's not a pint is it no it's not a pint then like if you buy them on their own they're not they're not tiny they're not a pint no um but if you get the beer flight they're slightly smaller but only slightly i'd say it's probably just over half a pint Mm. Mm. for those um, and how, Amanda, how many can you buy? So when you go up to buy a drink, do you have to be present, like in Universal? Yeah, yeah. But if you get if you get a flight, they'll they'll obviously let you get the flight. But if I wanted two flights, I'd have to have someone else there with ID. So if you were if you were it was your round, say, and you were buying for four people, they'd all have to be waving. Yeah. And have ID ready. Uh huh. Okay. So, uh, Canada has oh, interesting can- options again. Yeah. Cheddar cheese and bacon soup serve a pretzel roll. So, again, the bacon can't be taken out. What, of a soup? Yeah, they might just sprinkle it on. No, it's in it. Yeah. Oh. If it's cheese and bacon soup, it's going to be made with it. Um, and Le Cellier wild mushroom beef fillet mignon with truffle butter sauce. That's the best so far. That is decadence. Please, it's also eight dollars, which I think is the, the most expensive dish so far. Um, I so thought you said the most expensive dish so far. <laughs> it, well, I probably did. You know, I can't pronounce <laughs> stuff properly. Um, there's a stand called the Cheese Studio, which has braised beef. Easy me to say, braised <laughs> beef stroganoff with tiny egg no- noodles. Uh, a cheese trio. This sounds odd. Profiterole topped with borsum garlic and fine herb cheese and orange apricot jam, smoked salmon pinwheel and strawberry macaroon with borsum pepper cheese. Oh, wow, that does sound weird. Yeah, it's only 5 50 so I imagine they're quite small bits of cheese, but that does not appeal to me at all. To be fair, the next one kind of makes up for it, though. It does. Maple bourbon borsum cheesecake with maple bourbon cream, caramel and pecan crunch. Come on, Amanda, you're having that. I mean, I probably will have that. I'm not going to lie, I love cheesecake. Now, uh, get, like, we're not talking much about the wine, because I don't like it, but this does sound like something I would try. Florida Orange Groves Winery Sparkling Blueberry Wine. 
Right. Yeah. When I first saw that, I was like, that sounds nice. But then I thought back to how I super wanted to try this blueberry beer that they serve at Yak and Yeti. And I was desperate to try it. And when I got there, they were like, oh, no, it's seasonal. We don't have it anymore. And I was like, oh, I'm so sad. And they went out the back and found a bottle for me. I tried it and it was horrible. But then I didn't want to say that it was horrible because they'd worked so hard to find it for me. And I was like, oh, it's really nice. And I was like, "Uh, disgusting. So if anyone's ever wanted to try dog, uh, the Chinese pavilion is here to save you. I'm, of course, joking. They, they don't actually have dog. Um, but they also have nothing for vegetarians, which is uh, yeah. lovely of them. So, no, but that, that shocks me because whenever I go to a Chinese restaurant, there's, I have so much choice. Exactly. Like I, I thought that would be one of the places you would probably get some decent stuff. But, um, but if you eat shrimp, the black yeah. pepper shrimp and noodles are very nice. Yeah, and they've got uh, uh, Beijing roasted duck bao bun. Uh, Chinese That's dumplings. Ash's number one favorite thing. Like she will eat me. like ten of those. Yeah. She loves it. I mean, I like anything with a hoisin sauce. Chicken dumplings with Chinese slaw and uh, a jam pancake with beef. They have. Is that like a Finder's pancake? It is a Finder's. Yeah, they didn't want to call it Finder's crispy pancake because of the horse scare, but it is a Finder's crispy pancake, uh, beef and onion, uh, essentially just jazzed up. Um, they do have uh, mango bubble tea. Um, I do like bubble tea. Happy peach, peach liqueur and dark rum, jasmine draft beer. I've never heard of jasmine. Uh, Kung Fu punch, vodka and triple sec. Only a little bit racist. Um, a Baijiu punch and a honeydew Baijiu cocktail. Pricey drinks. I mean, that one, that last one, that honeydew one sounds nice. Mm. I've never had, had a honeydew syrup drink what? base before, so... When they're coming in like a ten dollars fifty, is that going to be in a, in a like a tall glass? Do you think it's going to be a cocktail, no. isn't it? So, I think it's going to be like it's obviously not going to be a pint of, but I think it's going to be a, a fairly sizable glass. Cocktails generally aren't very big, are they? No, but a lot of the food and wine cocktails, and I think rhino from Diz unplugged posted a picture of one yesterday and i don't remember which one it was but i know that it was an expensive one and it was tiny oh mm. yeah he, yeah i thought you said wine old then <laughs> <laughs> well if he keeps drinking all of those things that that could be mm. what happens um there's chocolate studio uh who have a liquid nitro chocolate almond truffle uh, with warm whiskey, whiskey caramel. Do you just walk past that, Amanda, with a gob on? you got to, aren't you? You're not yeah. really stopping for that one. Hmm. Uh, I ain't no chocolate. <laughs> a sweet, dark cherry raspberry tart with whipped cream. Both of those are, would be going right in my belly. Um, some weird drinks. They've got a, a pumpkin spice char tea and chocolate shake. It sounds good until you get to the chocolate shake bit. Just sounds like an odd combination. Tea and, tea and chocolate shake just doesn't sound that appealing to me. And I mean, obviously, right? We know uh, Ryan over at Theme Park Trader loves a pumpkin spice latte, but does he like a pumpkin spice tea? There's only going to be one way for us to find out. Send him to the chocolate studio stand. Um, I had a pumpkin spice latte yesterday in Milton Keynes. Oh, did you like it? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, well. Yeah. Gonna, I love pumpkin spice latte. I will be doing a video on the Disaster channel of me having a pumpkin spice latte at some point soon. Um, everyone is, of course, uh, crying 
tears of joy at the news of that. Um, and there's also a pumpkin spice char tea frozen cocktail with caramel vodka. Oh, that yeah. sounds weird. Exactly. These combinations. I mean, you just thought that, you know, these combos must be put together for good reason and they must be lovely. But that is that is weird. Um, Coastal Wheats, they've got a lump crab cake with cabbage slaw and avocado lemongrass cream. Um, you know, I don't really eat crab, but that sounds interesting. Like, I would potentially try it. I like crab. I like cabbage slaw be fine. It's the avocado and lemongrass cream that is confusing me. It um, sounds weird enough that I might like it. Baked shrimp scampi dip with sourdough baguette. And seared scallops with rosy corn, butter bean, succotash, and chili chipotle butter sauce. There's another good word. Wait, succotash? I didn't think that was a real word. Succotash is um. I just thought food. that... Um, who, Sucker who, and succotash. Who, yeah. yeah, who used to say that? Oh, um... What is succotash? What's his name? Oh, Sylvester! Okay, yeah. yes. check it out. Oh. Yeah, I said silly. Yeah, Siri. Lazy Siri. Siri's awful, yeah. isn't it? Um, craft drafts, so that it's is sweet just... Sweet corn and llama beans. That and it, Yeah, I thought it was corn-based, but I didn't know what else it is. It's llama beans, is it? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's craft drafts, which has one, two, three, four, five, six, six different types of beer as flights. I'm excited. Um, so all local beers to the Florida area by looking at it. Um, there's a lemongrass one, there's a honeydew one, there's a uh, monkey fist. I've had monkey fist. Um, we don't need to know, Nick. <laughs> T-M-I. Earth Eats. I've got a steakhouse blended burger, blended beef and wild mushroom slider with brie cheese fondue, arugula, truffle and blue cheese potato chip on a brioche bun. And Amanda, get ready to get excited. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Impossible burger slider with wasabi cream and Asian spice slaw. I am so excited about this one. So this one's new for this year and I can't wait. So I think that this has replaced the um, ravioli. Impossible burger. (laughs) No, they had a ravioli last year, which was delicious. And I think this is what this has replaced. This sounds awesome. This is the one that I'm the most excited about. So the Impossible Burger, Craig, is a um, vegetarian plant-based burger which is supposed to be incredibly close to um the taste and texture of beef pointless not at all it's beautiful well i've not had it but everyone's if you want to taste beef taste beef no it's not that's not how vegetarians work you don't eat beef that tastes like grass do you well i think sometimes it might be i Um, think what it is is it's more the consistency of it I think is what, like, I don't care whether it's going to, I don't really want it to taste like beef. I just want it to have a good consistency. So the thing is, like, I've had this, I, you know, a year ago before I was vegetarian, I'd have this, I could never get my head around why you'd want to have, like, vegetarian bacon or vegetarian burgers. Now I am one, I completely get it. Because it's really easy to put together a burger. It's really easy to have vegetarian bacon, vegetarian sausages to make a fry-up. So it's more about, it's not necessarily tasting exactly like the same as what the original contextual food is. It's having an alternative that makes it easy for you to just put things together. 
that's what it, it really comes down to. So, like, that's my understanding anyway. Um, the Festival Centre Wine Shop has uh, charcuterie. Charcuterie. That's the one. Well done, Paul. Look at you being all uh, <laughs> posh. Uh, selection of artisanal meats and accompaniments. It's basically meat and ketchup. Um, there's a cheese plate with lots of really weird sounding cheeses and a Bloody Mary seafood cocktail, shrimp, scallops, mussels, olive salad and crisp lettuce in a Bloody Mary vignette. Right, I've never had a Bloody Mary, but I feel like I'm always Bloody so Mary. intrigued by them. You've had a bloody eye. I have had a bloody eye. <laughs> and I've, I've seen a Bloody Mary, but like I haven't, like they just intrigue me because I'm like, why Why do they always have such random things in them, like shrimp? Bloody Mary's just tomato juice, isn't it, and vodka? Is yeah, it? But they do, yeah. yeah they, but they do stick weird stuff in. Like celery. Like yeah. You're supposed to be served with a stick of celery, isn't it, Bloody Mary? Because everybody loves uh, good neighbours. What's interesting... Me and, me and Phil last year in, um, in Walmart got, like, a, a Bud Light chowder. Chowder? Chowder. I've seen actually that they're doing Bud Light Clamato. Yes, that seems to be quite popular for some some reason. Clam juice and smarter juice, isn't it? Mm. Clamato. Odd. Uh, what's interesting here with the drinks they've got is that there's uh, two Kurt Russell wines. One called Goldie Chardonnay, and the other one called Dave ah. Birdie. <laughs> Third is the other one. Um, Skywalker's got one as well there. Uh, lots of wine. So, but I just thought I'd pull those out because they... Nothing from the Lasseter Vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of, they might have renamed it. Um, flavours from fire. Piggy wings. Roasted pork wings with Korean barbecue sauce and sesame seed. Smoked... How long pigs have wings? Exactly. Literally, I spent all of last year telling Ash about these, and I was like, what the freaking hell are piggy wings? Like, seriously, it's blowing my mind. And I was yeah. like, please, can you get them so I can just see what they are? And because she was just so sick, she would literally only eat that Valbon from China. She wouldn't get anything else. I'm pretty so sure it's just going to be... It. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be bits of pork that are shaped like chicken wings. How That's strange. It. Yeah, very odd. Aren't they just chicken wings uh, with pork flavour on? No, it says roasted no. pork wings. Yeah, it literally says it's just there's no mention of chicken. Yeah, that's where they mess with you, Ed. Smoked corned beef with warm crispy potatoes, pickled onions, and blonde owl beer fondue. Hmm. Uh, charred chimichurri skirt steak on a smoked corn cake, and a chocolate mousse with cayenne pepper, chili powder, and mango. That's odd, isn't it? That I mm. mean, like that is a weird. Com- I, I, I mean, I've had chili chocolate before, mm-hmm. and it's an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. is dark chocolate mousse, pepper, chili, and mango. That's just weird. I'm more intrigued by one of the drinks. The Seven Deadly Sins. <laughs> no, Swinebrine. Swinebrine featuring Jim Beam bourbon. Oh, that sounds so weird. Yeah, I used to go to school with Jim Beam Bourbon. <laughs> you are, he's you dead. are, you are old enough to be fair. He's he's dead now. So, 
um, over to France, and of course, it wouldn't be France without escargot. Escargot croissant with garlic and parsley. I always find that that is a weird thing, but everybody that I've ever known that's tried it has loved it. Uh, they've got a beer braised beef with bacon, onion, and mashed potatoes, and a creme brulee with house-made raspberry jam. Um, I, I do love a good creme brulee. Yeah, that does sound nice. I don't think I've ever had a creme brulee, you know. Oh, the one of my favourite pop bands as well from the seventies. Oh, that's well over my head. <laughs> you can tell this this podcast is going on for too long if Craig's talking about some of his pop bands. <laughs> hey, we're only we're only an hour thirty in. This is like one of the shortest episodes of a podcast ever for us. And we're only up to the G's. G's. Um Germany. I'm guessing without even looking there's a sausage. What there got? is. Yes, there is. <laughs> yeah. Pasta in G. a pretzel roll. The Pas- invade Poland sausage, yeah. Pasta, pasta gratin with ham, onions, and cheese. Roast bratwurst in a pretzel roll, roll. And apple strudel with vanilla sauce. Of course, there'd be an apple strudel. Um, some beer, some wine. Move on. Greece has the most Greek food known to man. Of course, nachos. This is my number one favourite. Oh, this sounds good. So, pizza chips, meatless sausage crumble, and vegan uh, tzatziki. It is, is delicious. That, is that tzatziki? Oh. I think is how you say. It. I don't know. Tzatziki? That's why. That's why I say oh, okay. it. But it is delicious. Like that is what I ate. That was new last year, and I'd probably get like two of those every single night that I went. It is delicious. For Craig, there's a feta cheese dip with warm pita, lamb sausage, and a dill tomato ragu. Uh, there's a Greek Spanish uh, spinach pie, which sounds pretty nice actually as well, and a warm dough strudel with sweet vanilla custard, lemon honey syrup, and cinnamon. Got to no, say, no. I was got to say like Greece is somewhere I'd normally overlook, but most of those actually sound pretty good. I can't take to Greece. I'll be honest. Anywhere where you put toilet paper in the bin. It uh, just doesn't float with me. Sorry. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, we've learned that recently. Um, in Hawaii, Kahlua pork slider with sweet and sour dull pineapple chutney and spicy mayonnaise. That's not dull whip, just to be clear. Um, but that sounds pretty good if you like that kind of thing. Uh, grilled tuna tatiki with seaweed salad, pickled cucumbers and wasabi cream. Uh, teriyaki glaze spam hash with potatoes, peppers, onions, and spicy mayo. I forget they they love spam over there, don't they? Do they like what? Yeah, yeah, it's it's popular. And a passion fruit cheesecake with toasted macadamia. I mean, that sounds nice. Yeah, I I, I mean, other than the um, the spam and the pork, that's that's pretty good for me. Uh, bikini blonde lager, pineapple wine. And a Mai Tai with uh, spice rum and dull pineapple juice. Who doesn't like a Mai Tai? Obviously no. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, what? I, I think I've tried one, but I don't know what it is. I've only I had one in that tiki bar in London. You know the one that's a rip off of Trader Sam's. Yeah, Trader Vix. Yeah, that's the one. It's nice. Um, hops and barley, New England lobster roll with warm lobster and. Herb mayonnaise with a griddle roll. 
slow braised brief brisket pot roast star with horseradish cream and crispy onions and a freshly baked carrot cake and cream cheese icing. Is this what you tell me, Amanda, you don't like carrot cake? I freaking love carrot cake. Good girl. I love it so much. I The biggest problem I have in life is do I have the chocolate fudge cake or the carrot cake? Always carrot cake. I, like, I, it, I, just, it just hurts me so much. What about beef cake? Why can't you know? No. Beef he cake. has plenty of them on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, B-Dubs. I'm assuming that was that aimed at me. Now, here's, here's a name for a drink. Three Fred. daughters, three daughters brewing a wake coffee blonde owl. Just again, three daughters brewing a wake coffee blonde owl. Get on it, Boston. Well, I think three daughters brewing is a brewing company that's in Florida, but then like coffee, coffee beer sounds interestingly good. Mm, that's at hops and barley. If you want to go and check that out. Uh, India has warm Indian bread with pickled garlic, mango salsa, and coriander pesto dips. So basically what you have in your Indian when you're waiting for the main course to turn up. Uh, Madras red curry with roasted cauliflower, baby carrots, chickpea, and basmati rice. Get on it. Now, I've got to be honest, right? I don't like cauliflower, but when I had my first vegetarian curry and there was like loads of cauliflower in it, it was really nice. Does work well I had a, I had a cauliflower bread with uh, broccoli the other week. That is weird. Two different types yeah. of tree on the that same plate. That is very strange. Uh, no, honestly, it's it's a it's a real thing. I believe you. Just just the combo. Uh, cornbread chicken with cucumber, tomato salad, almonds, cashews, and warm naan bread. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't go for the chicken option, but I mean that that sounds like it could be pretty good. I really like Indian food, so mm. I think I'm going to try that cauliflower curry. And there's a, a, a mango lassi available in both non-alcoholic and alcoholic variations. Ireland, of course, have potato three ways. Oh, potato. How the, would you uh, like your potato, Amanda? Would you like it mashed, boiled, or chipped? Isn't that, isn't Chips. That, isn't, that, <laughs> isn't that what they call uh, an Irish mixed grill? Chips boiled and roasted. Well, I mean, I'd be fine then because I love mash, I love chips, I love crisps. So they have roasted Irish sausage with cold can and potatoes and onion gravy, warm Irish cheddar cheese and stout dip with Irish brown bread, and warm chocolate pudding with Irish cream liqueur custard. Hmm. And if you want mead, they're, they're selling mead there, selling Guinness. Oh, and we got like mead. Get this, a Guinness Bailey's Shake. Mm. Have you had mead, Amanda? No, what is that? Honey. It's water water and honey. It's what the um, the old people from the olden days used to drink to keep their water pure. Yeah, it's alcoholic. Like Mr. Dolan. Yeah. I mean, I've had, like, Ouch. I've had honey in hot water when I've got a sore throat. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> we We drank mead in Scotland this year. When we were eating our um, cauliflower slash uh, broccoli, they've got. Did... Go ahead. Was no, say, no, no, press on. Okay. As Claire Rayner used to say, press on, press on. Islands of the Caribbean. I've got uh, Ropa Veja Empanda 
empanada with tomato aioli. Why is it such a hard word to say? That's uh, right. You got it right. Yeah. Okay. Jerk spice chicken lollipop, roasted sweet plantain salad, and mango chutney yogurt, and a quesito puff pastry with sweetened cream cheese and guava sauce. That sounds a bit weird to me. I but, mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really down for any. But of they that. do have a frozen mojito and red striped lager, which I I have a particularly uh, fond taking for. Um, Italy, fritto misto, crispy shrimp, zucchini, and sweet potatoes with spicy sauce. That sounds nice. Uh, braised chicken thigh, mushrooms, tomatoes, and parmesan polenta. Um, vodka sauce, crispy pancetta, and parmesan cheese. And oh, they're not doing the ravioli there this year, too. It's rigatoni. Where the hell am I going to get my ravioli from? Messy rig- rigatoni. Is it, well, rigatoni's like... Ravioli, isn't it? It's just different well, it shape. Say V next to it, so I mean that is when, that is like, true. What's K A mean? Um, cats and arse. Yeah, which is what the cannoli is filled with. Yeah, with sweet ricotta, chocolate, and candy fruit as well. Yeah, it might be just cat arse. No. The thing is, a lot of the time when I go to Italy, I go to the Via Napoli window. Now that I know that it's a thing, and I just get a big chunky slice of pizza. Japan has also got a distinct lack of vegetarian options. They've got teriyaki chicken bun, uh, beef nigiri, and a spicy roll, which is tuna and salmon, topped with volcano sauce. Everyone's favourite type of sauce is lava. They did a really nice um, veggie sushi a few years ago, and I haven't seen it since, but it was so good. Hmm. I th- but I don't even know whether it was at a food and, wi- a food and wine stand. Honestly, it might have just been at like a regular sushi stand that they have there. Okay. The Light Lab, it's just drinks. But they've got some interesting drinks here. Um, they've got hard cider, rosé, a blueberry popcorn hard why cider. It, why is it? Has it got a flick knife? Yeah. That's why it's so hard. Um, they've got a cherry tart beer. Give that a go. Another blueberry one. Blueberry seems to be in fashion this year. Green kiwi, kiwi, green kiwi blonde as well. So if you want some fruity cider, go to the Light Lab. I'm trying to find the... I got a nice beer flight from there last year, but I don't remember what it was that I got, but I remember that it was really, really good. Hmm. Was it at the end of the night or the start of the night? Um, Well, it was like afternoon time, so I was a little bit drunk. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mexico have short rib tasada a shrimp quesadilla, and coconut rice pudding served with mango coulay. I saw a picture of that today, and honestly, like, whenever I see rice pudding anyway, I'm a bit like, ugh. When I saw this, I was like, double ugh. Oh, really? Come on, girl. Rice pudding is just amazing. No. I do like a chocolate rice pudding, actually. Get on a muller rice. No, I can't think of anything worse. It makes you feel sick. Oh, goodness me. Cold rice pudding makes me feel sick. Every rice pudding makes me feel sick. You must literally be a cheap night out. I am. I'm going to take you dancing. Like, get me a Bud Light, get me some cheese chips, I'm happy. There is an interesting beer here, though. Which has a hint of almond. (laughs) I was going to say, what's... Hello, hello, Nick. I'm the interesting beer. I'm going to give you some facts now. That really does not sound like an interesting beer. 
It sounded semi-interesting. Dos Equus draft beer, draft beer with a hint of almond, four seventy-five. I thought I you were going to go for that Icarumba. I hadn't got there yet. The smoky margarita with chili liqueur. Hmm. What about hummus fries? I not mentioned. Oh them. my god! Yes. Ah, that's in Morocco. We haven't got down to Morocco yet, but <laughs> oh right, hummus oh. fries. Yeah. Delicious. He, he doesn't like hummus. They have a kefta pocket, which is seasoned ground beef in a pizza pocket, and chocolate <laughs> baklava. A pocket or two. <laughs> and a, cho- a chocolate baklava. I've never had a chocolate baklava, but oh that's my god, pretty it's nice. so it's like even I like that. Mm. Is it like a chocolate balaclava? Yes, yes, exactly. exactly so you that. wear it on your head. So you just stick an Easter egg on your head. Mm-hmm. It's done in the Florida sun. What a yeah. chocolate baker. Ooh, topical. New Zealand have steamed green lit mussels with garlic butter and toasted breadcrumbs, lamb meatball with spicy tomato sauce chutney, and seared venison sausage with uh, wild <laughs> mushroom masala sauce. Why? What? What's what's lamb meatballs got to do with New Zealand? <laughs> because when they kill all the lambs, they cut off all their little balls. Uh, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> You've got lamb balls and then venison sausage. <laughs> Unlike what we were saying earlier about the pork wings, at least we know then... that lambs do have balls. I mean, this far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've got refreshment outpost and refreshment pool. At the outpost, they've got one item, a spicy hot dog with kimchi and mustard sauce. Weird. Does, does Kim Chi know she's got to stand there for the whole food and wine festival? Or does she clock? <laughs> oh my god. Um, they've also got. Hello, my name's Kim Chi. Um, they've also got Bane's Cape Mountain whiskey and frozen coke. That's got to be good, isn't it? It's basically like whiskey and coke, but frozen. Um. I mean, if I liked whiskey, that'd be a good time. You're not a JD, not a JD and Coke, no. Nope. Uh, refreshment port port has beef brisket, pulton, French fries, Pouton. beef brisket, cheese sauce, pouton gravy, crispy onions, traditional what is poutine gravy. Poutine, well, poutine. It's it... chips, gravy, and cheese. Yeah, it's it's um, cheese curds, isn't it? That's what mm-hmm. it. That's what it's like. Cubes of cheese, or because like. everyone loses their shit about this, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. They have a sweet potato version, which has caramel sauce, oh. marshmallows, and pecans. How Get strange. on it! I'm yeah. all about the drink on this one. Dragonberry refresher. Yeah, featuring oh. Bacardi Dragonberry Rum. That sounds good. Not had Dragonberry Rum before. I want some Dragonberry Rum. You get some, Gail. There's a mimosa bar. We don't really have mimosas over here, do we? No, not really, but everyone seems to love them in America. Chocolate croissant, almond croissant, jumbo blueberry muffin, cheese danish with sweet icing. Oh. But the beverages... (laughs) The beverages... The was underwhelmed. Frozen apple pie. Frozen apple pie. You get them in Iceland. Tropical... This is a drink, Oh, yeah. 
Craig, Craig goes to stand and is not surprised to be given a, fr- a box of a frozen apple pie defrosted at room temperature in two hours. It's a one. Yeah. Uh, so they've got a frozen apple pie drink. They've got tropical mimosa with sparkling wine, pomegranate, orange and grapefruit juices, key lime mimosa with key lime sparkling wine and cranberry juice, blood orange mimosa. The next one Whoa, is the one. Oh, Madras mimosa. Ring sting. That does not sound right, does it? No. That might make you know the you know the old sting when you're weeing. A Formosa, which is a frozen mimosa. And Let it go. Our favourite our favourite coffee brand at Disney, Joffrey's Cold <laughs> Brew Coffee. I think we nearly got sponsored by Joffrey's last year. I might stick that in again. Yes, yeah, so we've given them a couple of shout-outs if they're interested. Um, Spain. Uh, a cone with imported Spanish meats, cheese and olives. Yeah. Uh, paella with chorizo and roasted chicken and seafood salad with shrimp, scallops, mussels, olive oil, vinegar and smoked paprika. Mm, none of that really, <laughs> for obvious reasons, sticks out for me. Seafood I salad like, doesn't even sound that great, to be honest. I like it's put GF on all of them so that you have to buy that one for your girlfriend. <laughs> That's what it means. That's yeah. what it means. There's no BFs though, is there? There isn't, because always, I'm always underrepresented. Uh, Thailand, marinated chicken with peanut sauce, stir-fried veg, seared shrimp and scallop cake with cold noodle salad, and a red-hot spicy Thai curry beef with steamed rice. That's all of them, in, on one plate. I, I love peanut sauce. I wish that they I really like it on peanut everything. sauce. I love, I love satay. Yeah. Yeah, satay anything as well. I make my own satay and I'll just have it on whatever I've cooked that day. I don't care. Weetabix. Weetabix. Yeah. Look, I, look, you're talking to someone whose dad used to eat Weetabix dry with butter and Marmite. What? Yeah. So, That's worse than chips and a milkshake. Oh, I'm, I'm with you there. Threw off. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I, I love Marmite, but I couldn't, I couldn't imagine anything worse than dry Weetabix. Well, I used to feed my chickens dry Weetabix. They just really liked it, but I wouldn't eat a dry Weetabix myself. Well, there you go. That's because you're not a chicken, Amanda. No, that's very what? true. We're just learning so much about Amanda's world. Why did you have chickens, love? I had chickens until last year, and I, I only had to... Well, I've got a farm. What? And so now all my chickens are at the farm, and I've got, like, 100 chickens. But, like, I had, like, special chickens that I had at my house as well. Called Dolores and Dot. Well, and they used to come in every morning for breakfast with me. She's just throwing a fucking bomb in here, and, and no one's batting an eyelid. I used to have a farm, she said. Oh, I still, and we still have a farm. Oh, she's got a farm. But like, we, don't, we just have horses on it and chickens. We don't like rear animals on there. Craig, but, you make it sound like this isn't a normal thing that most people have. Do you not have I your own in, farm? I literally live in Yorkshire. <laughs> This isn't heyday, is it? On the on, <laughs> on iOS, we've all got farms, love. <laughs> That's what it's like. But Dolores and Dot loved having dry weeabix, and I used to think, God, this is so weird. Because I, I could never eat a dry weeabix. And did uh, what 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 happened to all to the chickens? Well, well, the, like as we started getting more and more dogs, like the dogs didn't really get along with the chickens. So to save the chickens, 
uh, I took them to my farm and then they just reproduced and reproduced and they just kept on having babies. And so now I've got an awful lot of chickens. Baby chicks do 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 do, do baby chicks. Like. <laughs> I thought but you were now... going to say to save to save the chickens, Michael Jackson and um Let's just leave that there. So <laughs> anyway, Michael but... Jackson and Lon Richie wrote a song. Yeah. yeah. So But they've laid all these chickens because Josh is at the farm so much because like he does some like car things there too. Um the chickens have like he's like imprinted on the chickens so now the chickens think that Josh is their mum. <laughs> And they just follow Josh around all day. What sort like of life does Josh chicken. lead? Poor God bless him. We should have <laughs> set up a can go fund me for Josh. Josh has a hard life with me. I'm a That's... I'm a strange girl. So <laughs> no better time than to move on to yeah. Wine and Dine oh. Studio. Um, seared scallops, celery root puree, Brussels sprouts, and wild mushrooms. Uh, butternut squash ravioli there you go Amanda yes brown butter uh, vinaigrette parmesan cheese and pumpkin seeds oh that sounds delish trio of artisan cheeses uh, an artist palette of wine and cheese a trio of artisan cheese paired with uh, rainstorm silver linings pinot noir rosé chardonnay and spellbound petite syrah so there you go Weird ones. Hmm. Um, block and hands. Oh, it's just drinks. Oh, Maybe I think this is a new one. And you know, strawberry magic hard cider. There you go. Well, the next one after that, the blood, blood orange. orange. Mm. That sounds like that's got clay written all over it. I do like blood orange flavor things. I do too, and I think like Craig, you liked that orange beer that you had before, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love a good day blood. Why are you buying chicken noises? I've gone out. Craig's gone to the farm. I've gone to my farm. Are you in my house? <laughs> no, I'm in your farm. I'm not in your house. All also... these chickens are getting it on more than me, so I'm here. With I'm naked. Come here. Come. So. They've got a lime coconut. Ooh, 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 and on that farm, he got it. It doesn't matter. Carry on. Back to topic. Lime coconut and coffee porter. Craig, is that a bit of you? <laughs> no, it's I'm concentrating because all I can hear is chickens. She can hear the chickens. It's like Silence of the Lambs. Craig, will you just cluck off? Thank you. <laughs> Lime, coconut, and coffee porter. Oh, that sounds weirdly nice. Mm. I can't. I can't make up if I, if that sounds. It's the coffee. In it I feel that... like it doesn't. Like it sounds like you'll either love it or hate it. So it needs to be tried. At the Fife and Drum Tavern, here's mm. one for you, I'm Craig. excited about this. I'm mm, really hops. excited about this one. Handsome Brothers Beer Company. Mm, hops. I'm so excited. They must have. Is this the first year they've had it there? No, they've had it there a few times before, and I've always. Can we stop with the chickens? I can't concentrate. Just like your normal life, Amanda. I know it is. Like I come here for for escape. <laughs> I don't. As like Josh won't let me have a cow. <laughs> don't have a That's cow, a Amanda. Conversation they've had. I've got it a load is. of cows here. <laughs> He drew the line at a coward and not a large one, so you're just hurting my feelings, honestly. 
I'm in with me cows now. <laughs> right, this is obviously one for Craig and for P-Dubs. Would either of you try the maple bacon funnel cake topped with candied bacon? No. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'd lick it and then put it Can- back. Candied bacon. Uh, there's jo- Joffrey's coffee and tea carts seems to have a lot of booze on it. Yeah. Uh, Frozen lemonade with Bible cinnamon whiskey. Florida orange pineapple with Grand Marinara. Grand Marnier, isn't it? Marinara. That's a sauce. Grand well, Marnier. I was literally thinking, are they putting marinara sauce in it? <laughs> well, I mean, look, some of the combinations we've seen tonight. Probably. Unsurprising. Yeah. Uh, frozen wild berry acai with grey goose vodka. And a frozen cappuccino with brown jug bourbon cream. I mean, that, that wild berry one sounds nice. Frozen lemon with fireball cinnamon whiskey? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be nice, though. Did it all be nice? Now, I think this has changed because of licensing laws, but at Taste Track, they've got croissant donut tossed in cinnamon sugar, croissant donut with chocolate and marshmallow, croissant donut with chocolate hazelnut cream, croissant donut with sprinkles um, and gelato. Now, um, isn't that that'd be lovely? That isn't that supposed to be a uh, cronut? I was literally just thinking, didn't that used to have a special name? Yeah, cronut. I'm guessing someone's lawyers have got involved. They're calling it a croissant donut. So, hmm. there's a chocolate experience. We'll just ignore that for you, Amanda. And that's and that's it. Right, stop! Like I, I wanted a, a sheep as well, but like, like oh, next oh. door's farm. Sometimes it kept their lambs on our farm, but I'd get too attached to them. Do you want me to pass some down and I'll, I'll yeah. put a few here? Thanks. I'm just making my own farm, Bill. So, Madden, now we've spent the last uh, five hours going through the list for food and wine. Are you excited? How does this? food and wine festival look compared to previous years um i'm excited about the impossible burger the only um thing that i'm sad about really is that in mexico they used to have a shrimp taco which was my favorite thing and they replaced it last year with it was still a shrimp thing but it was like a black bun type of thing that i was on and i really didn't enjoy it and it's not there at all this year Mm. so that's the only bit that i'm a bit sad about but i'm I'm super excited to try the Impossible Burger Slider. I'm excited to try the Handsome Beer. And I, I love food. So I'm going to try to eat around the world wherever I can. I've got to say, I've only done food and wine uh, well, twice. Like we did it uh, twice during the same trip. But, I mean, it just sounds so good. It There's is. So and much I, food I think that you can... You can eat a lot of food, no matter. Craig, stop! Is that a, is that a wind up puppy? No, it's a dolphin. <laughs> Just in the pool. God. I don't have an aquarium. I am. Now that's a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, before I did not sound like a dolphin. Anyway, I feel like no matter what your. <laughs> Flipper says, stay away from the sushi. Oh, God. 
Anyway, no matter whether you're a pick eater or you're veggie or you're vegan or you're gluten free, you can you can eat a lot at the events. There's a lot of treats, and it's much easier to eat something like this than it is to eat just at a generic restaurant in the parks, which is why I super enjoy food in my festival. The only thing I would say is I don't agree necessarily. I think there's a fair few items there for vegetarians, but I don't think there's a whole lot for vegans because nearly all the vegetarian stuff's got cheese in. Well, the vegans can have the um, nachos in Greece. That's true. And they're the best thing anyway, so there's that. And P-Dubs, we'll be able to talk about our own food and wine festival soon. Yeah. I can't remember what a vegan is. Yeah, uh, started again. What's it? What's it called in Paris? Oh, God knows. Pierre de Foudain Ware Festival. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. That must Thank be. You. That must be what it is. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see that because it's only the second year I've done it, and I've heard it's a bit bigger this year, and I'm excited to see what food options they've got. So that's all good. Um, before we finish, was there anything else anyone wanted to bring up? No. We did, we did have a question. Go on. Uh, from Simon. Uh, soon as it's Halloween, um, do we dress up for Halloween parties and which character would we dress up as? Like to go to a dis- to, like the Disney Parks Halloween yeah. party? Okay. Yeah. My dream was to go with Spider-Man, I'll be honest with you, full costume, because I literally look like Spider-Man. You Bad Spider-Man or good Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Good Spider-Man. So not eyeliner Tobey Maguire kind of Spider-Man? Oh, well, that's the whatever. worst kind of Spider-Man. That's my favourite kind of Spider-Man. It's the worst. I can put eyeliner on, yeah. Black costume Spider-Man is the best Spider-Man. Eyeliner Tobey Maguire is the worst Peter Parker. Um... <laughs> I, I did. Um, I did. The only time I've gone to Mickey's Not So Scary in America, I did dress up. I don't think they let you dress up in Paris for their Halloween one. What did you go as? I went as a pirate. Um, I went to Party City and bought a pirate costume and some accessories and the wife, my wife, did the makeup and all that kind of jazz. And it was it was fun. I like dressing up anyway. So Did you get excuse. extra interactions at Pirates of the Caribbean because of said costume? We didn't do Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. What? Yeah. I think we was just, because we were only doing Mickey's Not So Scary for one night, so we wanted to kind of do, make sure we did all the things that were only for the event. So, you know, we met the Seven Dwarves, we um, met some of the characters in, in their own, in, like, in their special Mickey's Not So Scary costumes. Saw the parades. I mean, the parade's the best thing anyway, isn't it? I th- I, I honestly yeah. think that parade is possibly my favourite parade. Not cool. I think it's definitely my favourite. Oh, yeah, except Main Street Electrical. I think it's my favourite current parade. The Gravediggers, the floats, it's just yeah. great. The grave digger's my favourite part. The whole Haunted Mansion section is actually my favourite part. And I really do enjoy Mickey's Not So Scary. Me and Ash didn't go last year, and I'm still undecided about whether or not I'm going to go this year. We've been talking about it a bit, and I think what we're going to do is just kind of decide when we're there. But I'm going to potentially make a costume and take it with me in case we go. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Are you keeping it a secret? Well, I don't know what I want to be yet because the last few times that I've been, I've been Esmeralda and then I was red costume, like red dress Esmeralda. And I love Esmeralda. She's my favourite. And honestly, I kind of want to be Esmeralda again. But I feel like I should do something different. I really wanted to be... Um, oh, I forgot what her name is now. From Kim Possible. Kim Possible? No. <laughs> no. Like, I wanted Ash to be Kim Possible, and I wanted to be... Ron Possible? No, I wanted James to be Ron Possible. Ron Stoppable. Um, oh, what is her name? J-Mo, she... he could be as um, Quasimodo. He could be. You bet. I think oh, you wanted to dress Chico. up. That's who I wanted to be, Shigo, from Kim Possible. I've never watched Kim Possible. Well, she's she's one with the black hair and she wears, like, the green and black costume. So, like, that'd be an easy one for me to make and be. Mm. But Ash wants me to wait until she comes back so that she can be Kim, I can be Shigo, and James can be Ron Stoppable. So, I don't know. I don't know what to be, really. Just, just go as an incredible... I feel like oh, every so like every family goes to see incredible. Like literally every single family that you see is Incredibles or the Seven Dwarfs, or and they look awesome. They always look super cute and they always look adorable. But I like being something a bit different. Like I like I never really see anybody else being Esmeralda. Or yeah. just be a block of cheese. And I might do. The reason why I went as a pirate is because the costume I did want wasn't yet available. They had it up in past city, but they didn't have it for sale. They hadn't come into stock, and it was a Tron costume. Because we was out there when Tron Legacy had come out, so they actually had a like a Tron Legacy costume. So pirate instead, unfortunately. I kind of want to be something like that's in a Disney ride, but I don't know what. Uh, one good? of the animals out of Splash Mountain. No. How about one of the boats from Living in the, with the Land? I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> You'd be a I could be like a pineapple. What would you do, Craig? Um, you could go as Cosimodo. I, I could go as Stickman. How? I would, I would what? Just, paint, just paint myself brown. <laughs> just be a stick. <laughs> but you don't look anything like you. Look, I mean, if anything, you look like a tree. You could be Tree Man. <laughs> Be the tree of life. (laughs) (laughs) Please, please, you could you could do put paint all over your body, like paint all the animals all over. Yeah, just hold ten (laughs) mops. Yeah, just knock people out as I walk through. (laughs) You know what? That's actually like you know you can get companies that will um, put photos on clothing. So you could probably take a picture of the Tree of Life and have it printed on like a onesie or something. That would be so funny. Yeah. There's an idea. What about yourself, P-Dubs? Dubs? Uh, I was thinking Baymax, but I think it might be a little bit too hot. Um, well, Ryan, I mean, not it's, not it's the same costume, but I know Ryan went as Stitch, like a Stitch onesie, and said it was like the worst mistake he ever made. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't know. Something easy. Lone Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> didn't um, didn't Chris go as um, Tonto one year? And I had the um, the beard stuck on his head. I'm sure that he that he did, and he went as Beelzebub one time too. He did, yeah. 
stupid. Like, me and Chris really, like, me, Chris, and Ash were supposed to be the Sanderson sisters, and then Chris didn't do it. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Probably right now. <sighs> I know, he was too busy for us. But one day, you'll get to see me, Chris, and Ash in all our Sanderson sister glory. I'd love that. I know it's a tangent, but imagine if Halloween Horror Nights did a parade. They have done parades in the past. Oh, like a festival of the Dead parade. Yeah. No way. Yeah, it's cool. <sighs> and they used to throw beards out like Mardi Gras. But they had razor blades in. Mm. They never. They didn't, they didn't really. But it was, like, it was a good time. I liked that. Oh, that'd be boss. I think it's too busy now, isn't it? I think so. Mm. Mm. So the only thing I wanted to, to mention before we go is um, I think on the last episode before we took our summer vacation, we didn't even talk about we'd done over our summer va- vacation either, which is terrible, but um, we were talking about the fact that James Gunn had been fired from Guardians of the Galaxy. And the reason why I bring it back up is because although that situation hasn't changed, um, the film is you know has been put on hold, they're still trying to sort out what they're going to go and do about it, but... They're building a rather large attraction over in Epcot at the moment, based around Guardians of the Galaxy. And they were filming the ride film footage during the making of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The thing with the Guardians of the Galaxy films is James Gunn is the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Because he's, yep. he's the writer, isn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah he's, he's written all three, I think. So... I know what he did was wrong back then and all that, and but I don't know. I mean, it's not the same, you know. He's not on the same page as like a uh, uh, Fred Spacey or Harvey Weinstein. You know, he's not done anything like that. It's just stupid things that he said. So it's not exactly mm-hmm. the same thing. But regardless of that, what I'm saying is, is that forget the fact that Guardians Three is delayed indefinitely. It's what are they going to do now? Because they're building a ride and they haven't got any footage for it. And unless they, they work oh, out wow. a deal with people, they're not going to. Because, I mean, the, the thing is, there's absolutely, of course, nothing stopping them um, getting them all to um, film on a set, you know, against green screen or whatever for the ride. But if the plan was to film it as part of them filming a third film, they're now going to have to reschedule everything. Oh no! So you know what's you know, and, and Disney haven't put out anything to say that, but um, like to say that, you know, there's an issue with the ride or you know whatever. But that was the plan. So what you know, if this doesn't get fixed, if they refuse to go back to work, because Batista's been very um, vocal about the fact that. He doesn't. He, he he doesn't want to go and make a third film without James Gunn's involvement. And he's also said this week in the UK that he doesn't. He, he's not even sure he wants to work for Disney anymore. Because but did he say that? Yeah, he said. Yeah. He said it on Jonathan oh, Ross. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and then then went on to say that he doesn't care if they sack him. Yeah. Did he? Who said that? Dave Batista. Dave Batista. Oh. Oh, wow. I mean, he was the most, he was the first out of the gate and he's been the most vocal about the whole situation. Um, and out of all of them, he's the least Hollywood. You know, he's, he quit wrestling to become an actor 
but he is a you know C-list actor. Really, this was his biggest role. Otherwise, he's just you know an extra hand in films. He he's not ever going to be a a big leading man. I know I say that as his film with him in the starring role comes out in the UK this week, but oh, what um, is it? It's called uh, I think it's called like Final Score or something. I'm only interested because they filmed it at West Ham. Isn't this a Sky Sports straight to um, Sky movie? This the is, same as yeah that that crappy cartoon they put out earlier this year. And the Hurricane Heist, which is another one that they went straight to Sky with. Yeah. yeah. So it gets a limited cinema release and is shown on Sky Movies the exact same day. Um, but, I mean, Batista's not a leading man and he's not a big player in Hollywood. And I said to someone, you know, this to me screams of almost career suicide because who's going to hire him for big roles? But I think he'll always have a market for those kind of straight-to-video films. And if he's not concerned about being a major Hollywood star, then fair play to him. He obviously is fighting the biggest, you know, film company in the world and doesn't care. That no, he's doing it's something it. that he clearly believes in as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's always he's been an advocate for, you know, rights and wrongdoings for a long time. Like his mum is a lesbian and he's always kind of really been very vocal about supporting um that community, LBGT in, in general. Um so he's always been someone that doesn't kind of toe the company line. Unlike, you know, Chris Pratt or, or Sorry Saldana, who were, you know, quite quiet about the whole situation, he's been very, very vocal. So even if they decide to move forward with a third film, I mean, he's under contract, but if he, like, keeps, you know, kind of kicking up a fuss, they're going to have to sack him as well. Mm. So, you know... I don't know what the answer is really, but it concerns me that this is you know, they're spending this all this money on this huge attraction in Epcot and they're having this dispute over it. Might they not already have that footage? No. No, because they filmed uh you know, Guardians Volume Two was filmed what, twenty sixteen? Yeah, and they filmed Mission Breakout at the same time. 2015, that came out. So, 24... Oh, no. It wasn't 2015. Oh, no. When, when did it come out? Was it 2016 or 2017? Be 2016. Mm, I don't... Think. No, I feel like it came out last year because I feel like I went to the cinema to see it. Yeah, no, it did. It came out in 2017. So, they, so they filmed... That film in 2016 for release in 2017, which is when they filmed, as Paul said, the, the Mission Breakout stuff. So, no, at that time, the Epcot ride wasn't even confirmed. Mm, yeah, but they've made um, Infinity War since then. Yeah, but that, like, they had, they'd have had no time to have done Infinity uh, to a film's attraction footage on that. And also, as well, you've got to bear in mind that they've planned this around Guardians of the Galaxy 3 happening. So why would they even think about filming the footage before that? They're not that bothered, are they? Because nothing's come out. I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't already got it in the can. No, I don't, I don't think they have. It's a roller coaster. How much fucking footage do you need? Well, we don't know. And maybe they'll have to change the plans if they can't. But then surely, the, the you know... Theming alone is not going to be enough. You're not going to stick go... some animatronics in. Mm. 
Yeah, it could be the only I don't know. Well, time will tell. We'll, we'll have to keep uh, you guys up to date with information as and when it comes out on that, I suppose. But I think that really concludes this, this week's episode. Welcome back, boys and girls. Welcome back. Yay, it's so good to be back. Back with a bang. So for next week's episode, if there's any farm animals that you <laughs> want Boston to rear... I'll do it. Yeah. If you've got, <laughs> like, if you've I'm got, not going to argue. If you've got any farm animals, uh, you know, visit our Facebook page um, at the official... After Dark Network. Uh, find us on Twitter at DisasterDark. Um, leave us a message, and uh, we'll try and pair oh, your animals up right. with Amanda. Pets, pets have rights too, and them chickens—they're walking around thinking their dad is a mum, is a mum, is a dad. <laughs> right? Yeah. We want to see all your pet photos in the group. Oh so, yeah, show us your pets. I love seeing people's pets. So, so start a thread of your pets tonight. Okay. Oh, so expecting Craig to say something else then. I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm just glad he hasn't. <laughs> so oh, he's keeping it clean keeping and it clean. Yeah, that's it. Just post your picture with pets, nothing else. There you go. No, no tins of chappy or nothing. Exactly. No tins of chappy on this podcast. So thank or you. Or your very... puppies. Or your puppies. So thank you. Uh, for you all joining us thank you dear listener for joining us and hopefully making it this far through to the podcast Simon um, Isbell has probably done three rounds of post listening to this one podcast it's not even the longest episode we've released this week I know it's not so you know I, I think it'll be alright but uh, thank also, you tell us what you're most excited about for Food and Mind Festival yes please yeah especially we spent like three quarters of the podcast talking about it we would love to hear yeah. what has tickled your fancy and um, please don't however comment about my pronunciation of it of, of things that i've said about food because oh millwall bushwhacker they, look you know what didn't have time for millwall bushwhacker i didn't have time to discuss tipping culture in america that will be next week's episode millwall bushwhacker tipping in america They'll be the first two things we talk about next week's episode. How about that? that? If that's not a cliffhanger for you, what is? We'll see Bye. you in a week's time. Cue the music. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Cue the music. Oh, I've missed that. Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? Well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode, we hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for your continued support.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.